Hello, stolen code. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, June 6, 2013. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 519er. This is No Agenda. Enjoying the giant surge in my credit score this morning here in the Travis Heights hideout in Austin, Texas. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. Burr, I'm in northern Silicon Valley and it's cold. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning. You know, those guys with the credit score guys, <sighs> you can you can market a spam as many times as you want, but they keep figuring out ways to get back in. And it's all, and and I actually I subscribe to one real credit score thing, and I'm always worried that that's gonna gonna go to spam now. Not that I care. Not that it makes it was, any difference to my funny. life. You know, every time you go, if you actually go try to figure out your credit score, yeah. you get deducted. Yeah, exactly because someone checked your credit score. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's <laughs> idiotic. It's a, it's a huge. I just kind of screw it. Just buy buy everything in cash. Screw these people. Yeah. Well, I, I I once tried to repair my credit. That's why I, I, I got the subscription. And, of course, now it just keeps on, you know, emailing me, hey, you should pay up. And it's like, no, I'm done. Of course, now I'm going to get a bad mark on my credit score because I'm not paying the credit score reporting people anymore. Um, exactly. Yeah. But it's unbelievable. I, no, it's a scam. Yeah, the whole thing's yeah, a scam. It, it didn't exist before. It exists now, and people put up with everything. But I got a different problem, man. I, I, I have made a, a, a huge mistake uh, and um, and I, we need to discuss it. We might as well just do it now. So, and it's, it is on multiple levels. I've made this really big mistake. So we we kind of were doing this segment. Uh, Adam's going to read his email. And yeah. uh, okay, so here's the problem. Adam's going to read his email. That is the number one problem. Whenever I look at my email, I get this freaking song in my head. Adam's going to read his email. On the No Agenda show. And I can't... And get it, get and a jivier one. And that can, thing's too long. Well, you need some little... It, it's no, no, get more no, no. This is a lesson in marketing, John. It's a lesson in marketing. And I, I, for the life of me, I don't understand why every commercial in the universe is not just a jingle. It should just oh, be a little song. This is a known fact. You know, you know when, there was the, the guy who... I, I think I talked about this on the show about a year, maybe two years ago. Uh, I was listening. I was in Canada, as I recall, Canada, and I was driving around listening to some talk show. And they had the guy who invented the modern jingle. Yeah, I think he just died. Wait, or something. What's the modern jingle? The jingles that that are designed to stick in your head and sell products. Well, we have tons of guys who do that. Sir Jeff Smith, but every single no, jingle I, I we know, have. I know, but they is... went on and on about it. And one of the thing was they they just they were discussing it. I didn't say we didn't have any. Oh, okay. They were discussing it, and the the lament was that. That it's not appreciated. No, I, and it's I, so effective. I think it's worse. I think that there's an entire industry built on a holes, who are like know the conceit of the campaign, when really all you need is just a cool dude to write a great song. Like if you wake up with the blues, trying to fill your day with news. There's one thing you must remember: no agenda in the morning. For a healthy, balanced news diet, try NoAgendaShow.com. Now, see, that's a good one because you're not singing that over and over and over again for days uh, at a time. But this one... something, something. There are people all over the world who are going nuts with that thing in their head. Yeah. 
So anyway, so so this Adam's going to read his email thing. Whenever I'm looking at email, I can't stop this song playing in my head. And by the way, now you have it too. <laughs> See how that's... I still have oh, Dee no. Dee Diner reemerged. <laughs> no, 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 not Dee Dee Diner, no. <laughs> yes, I get, showed up last night. No, no, this is the... <laughs> she showed, and and of course I'm here alone with Mickey's still in uh, in Europe, and I'm singing it out loud. This has to stop. Okay, okay. So that's no, that's just dumb. This is problem one. Problem two is people have taken this as some kind of license to actually send me very long emails. This is counterproductive to my life. I spent eight hours yesterday catching up on email and and the main thing is you know i'm worried that there's going to be some gem there's going to be something fantastic that's in there and of course there's always something great in the email because email should be from people who don't want to post something publicly uh, for fear of you know retribution or whatever they need to communicate with me personally it is not your giant voice system people it is not a way to oh let me just and, and you know, uh, like flipboard it's anything from flipboard now goes to spam Stop it. Stop it. Flipboard. You know, flipboard is like an, yeah, it's an iPad. It? What oh, because it's... You flip no. Are they sending you... Are they sending you decks? No, well, PowerPoint decks? No, well, no, no, no. It's so easy to click the share link. Don't oh, share it to oh, my email. This is... Oh. And then... And, and I, here's here's another one. I, this is pet peeve time. It's like, you'll love this podcast. Ah. It's an hour and fifty minutes. What? What? What do you think I do all day? Self radicalize? Tell me. Give me a time code or clip it, please. Work. You're a producer. Work on this stuff. Yeah, it doesn't uh, take much to clip. And then a copy of, of uh, it, uh, it drives audacity. me nuts. Or, audacity. Or, oh, hold on a second, everybody uh, out there. Audacity. A U D. Uh, what is it? A U D A C I T Y A Audacity dot com. It's, it's Audacity, not Audacity. Audacity. I, I, it's like Obama. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a, Audacity. Uh, Obama. And then O Biden and Audacity. Now you yeah. get you get your yeah. copy of Audacity and yeah. you use that to cl- to do your clips. It's very good product to use. It's free. Yeah, and and it really it really helps out the show. Also, not helpful. Um. This PDF has tons of great info in it. No, go into Adobe, or if you have a Mac preview, turn on annotations and highlight some stuff for me. If any idea, and and so and just this random linking. Thought you would love this link. F you. This has got to stop. This it really. This one guy that just keeps sending well, random links. Jeffries, Ron Jeffries. No, he's a, yeah, I don't uh, get anything from here. It's uh, another guy. And, it's, and, and here's the problem. Sometimes the stuff from these guys is really good. So, but I, so anyway, so I'm still working on the freedom controller setting so we can have open, open subscriptions and we'll get everyone off of G plus and we'll get everyone off of sending email. Here's one other thing. If you send me an email and I reply to you with one line, like, thanks, that's great. Cause I really appreciate what you sent me or good find. This does not mean I'm starting a conversation with you. I wrote a whole column about this. In what y- what decade? Uh, how do you get out of it? <laughs> how like, do- thanks. You're very welcome. And by the way, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, exactly. It, oh, this has to stop. This is not an invitation for you to. Ha- and it's not that I don't love everybody. I do. He's a lover. But I'm not. A, I'm a lover, not a fighter. 
but I don't have the hours in the day to do this. I just don't. And, and it's so, it's actually, it's, I feel it's selfish when you do this because, and, and there's another thing, the, and this, uh, I'm putting it on my long list of projects and I've, we've been working on quite a few that I have to say have been very productive with Miss Mickey out of town. Um, mainly because I don't eat, <laughs> don't dress, you know, it's real easy. Like when, the, when there's no one around, it's like, I'm up and I'm at it again and I'll just keep going until I sleep. Oh, I forgot to eat. Um, adding to my list, the way we use email, this paradigm of an inbox and folders is shite. It is stupid. It is so 1950s almost. There, there, there has to be a better interface for this. You want to start a uh, uh, Kickstarter and we'll do a new email uh, program because they're all crap. So here's our video. Hey, I'm Adam. I'm John. And we hate email. And we're going to do it right. Send us money. <laughs> oh, by the way. In the morning. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I, I neglected to say that we have a very important month, the month of June. A number of reasons. First of all, Sunday will be 6-9. I'm just pointing that out. Oh, it's going to be 6-9 on Sunday? 69, swazzle enough. 69, yes. Um, so, but I, I neglected... Like to know it, people. I've neglected to tell you about the presidential proclamations for the month of June. It's a very exciting month. We'll be very busy. Uh, starting off with National Caribbean American Heritage Month. John, you being from Jamaica, I'm sure that you're very, very happy about that. Yeah. Now, <laughs> it is also National Oceans Month. Huh. And simultaneously, I don't know whether to go to the coast or inland, it is National Great Outdoors Month. I'm confused now. outside at the beach. But the most important one, by presidential <laughs> proclamation, the month of June is hereby forever ensconced as... National Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Pride Month. Mm. And again, I feel discriminated against. Because I feel it should be National Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Bicurious, and Transgender Pride Month. Maybe Bicurious should be between gay and bisexual. Maybe that's better. National Lesbian, Gay, Bicurious, Bisexual, and Transgender Pride Month. I mean, you know, there are hermaphrodites being left out of this equation. I think they get, I think they get a pass under transgender. Mm -mm. No, well, remember when there was that real long moniker that showed up for about two or three months? Yeah, LGBTAQ LMNOP. Yeah, right. Yeah, that right, one. right. Well, I just I feel discriminated against. Yeah, I mean, well, you should. Yes. Anyway, we. Ever, I'd be more concerned with my FICA score if I were you. <laughs> no, this, that doesn't concern me at all. If I were you. <laughs> hey, so the big breaking news, of course, was the... Every, I know uh, it is. Everybody has an Obama phone now. <laughs> we, I need it. My, my kids need an Obama phone. Yeah, no, the, o <laughs> the Obama phone is brought to you by Verizon, apparently. <laughs> it's like everybody has one now. Is that your big breaking news? No, the big breaking news, of course, is what happened on, what's today? Today's uh, Today Thursday. Thursday. I guess it was yesterday. Yes. Uh, uh, the, t the little twerp. Uh, and by the way, I have a different interpretation than everybody else on this. Oh, you mean the uh, the announcement of uh, Susan Rice as the, uh, and, and I think we, I have a feeling that this, 
was rumored two or three weeks ago. I mean, did we bring it up on the show? Either we did during the no, show? No, no, no. It showed up in the newsletter and then... Uh, ah, right. Okay. All so right. you're thinking, you know, the newsletters just came out yesterday, but it's already old. So um, I got a kick out of it. Did you, I don't know if you got to see the speech or when yes, she was no, there. I, I saw did the whole thing. Did you see her step up to what looked to <laughs> yeah. be a double apple crate? I love how how that... They're very she slick She had to hold her hand to get her up on the apple crate. Because she was... Well, did you see the picture, I think it was in the New York Times, of uh, Power, who we need to talk about, Susan Power. Uh-huh. Uh, her in the middle, and then uh, the president on the right, shot from the back, walking from the Rose Garden back into uh, the uh, into the White House. It's funny. It, it, it's like you know, it's the Valley of Death, and her head is uh, is basically the, the 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 deepest point because that Susan Power is tall. She's very tall. I think she yeah, no, she actually stood on the apple crate just to be taller than the president. That's what it looked like to me. Uh, I wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, because she's she's an a hole. So talking about a holes, uh, I have this the kind of the rundown from L. Sharpton. Well, wait a minute, aren't you going to tell me about, you have a different take on Susan Rice? I'm going to give you the take, ah. but first you have to listen to the the, the genius, the the, the, the <laughs> no. kind of the pinnacle, no. the pinnacle of MSNBC's fine product uh, mix. Sorry. L. Sharpton uh, discussing the uh, the Susan Rice. Uh, just this is a short clip. I want you to th- hear what he says and tell me what well, you wait, think. There's there's two of them. I have the L. Versus... Sharpton versus McCain. Okay. Thrilled that she'll be uh, back at my side, leading my national security team in my second term. Republicans, do you have any questions about who is really in charge? At the height of their phony outrage, John McCain went on six different TV shows in one weekend to make his point. And other right-wingers followed his nonsense. <laughs> okay. Wait, 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 wait. There's no real conflict. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't help okay. myself. So right. Susan Rice gets in. He says, you know who's really in charge? Then he says McCain goes on six weekend. Wait a minute. This just took place yesterday. Where were these six six shows that McCain went on on the weekend to bitch about Susan Rice? Well, I think what he's talking about is um, when uh, when she handed out the talking points when she went on all the morning shows. It's not the, what it sounds he, like. No, no, of course not. He lives in a whole other dimension. No, the guy's an idiot. But, he, <laughs> but my, here's, here he is trying to say the word obstruct. Slander and tried to obstruct <laughs> is what they tried to do to Eric Holder. And by the way, he's not stepping down. It's a big obstruct. Hey, I'm an I'm obstruct driver. <laughs> MSNBC, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful place. Huge. I mean, they really go for they go for the gold when they, they hire try that again. Steak. Slander and try to obstruct <laughs> is what he even. He, it's funny because he throws in the T at like the last minute in a weird way. Obstruct. Listen again. Slander and try to obstruct. <laughs> it's almost like a guttural tick. No, it's it's try obstruct. It's obstruct. <laughs> That's just a struck. Obstruct. He never uh, says the ob. Struck <laughs> again. Uh, oh, hold on. Uh, obstruct. He doesn't say ob. No, you're right. This is us. Slander and try to obstruct. Obs- no, uh, uh, obstruct. Obstruct. Uh, whatever he says. He's. This is the. This is broadcasting at his finest hour. 
Yes. Well, there's no wonder why. I don't get rid of him. There's no wonder why only 100,000 people are watching him. It's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it. I'm not making this the up. The guy's going to say, my idiot Sally, Aunt Sally has got more brains than this guy. But it's not just more brains, more viewers, more audience. There is, they have no audience. I'm not, I am not making this up. We're, too, we're jacking it way up by listening to We need to, to stop. Yeah, we need to stop this because we're, we're essentially helping them. Because now it's becoming better than Comedy Central. It's like Rachel Maddow. She should be ashamed of herself, by the way. But she yeah. also she's got no ratings. I think she, I think she she's the topper at yeah, one hundred and seventy thousand viewers. This is pathetic. Yeah, at, at a time at a time when I was just reading this, uh, I, for some reason I, I I went down a lot of rabbit holes. I found one um, about yeah you know, the media industry, and I think yeah what happened is I found that. Uh, Google is the largest media company now, according to uh, Ad Adweek, and it, it's, it's like something like seventy percent of all all advertising money goes to Google. Now, <laughs> a lot still goes to TV uh, and and print, but seventy percent of all advertising money, all they must be stopped. They're doing thirty eight billion dollars a year, but then uh, so I was reading about the. Uh, uh, about the magazine business, which you know a hell of a lot more about than I do, and it turns out that the trend now, uh, and these trends are based based solely on sales figures, is movie stars no longer sell magazines; it's television stars. So it's Kim Kardashian, it's uh, people I don't know, uh, Nina Dobrev. I, you can name 20 of them. I won't know Paul them either. Wesley. I know. I can barely know Kim Kardashian. I'm sorry I do. <laughs> um, but they sell like twice the amount as as movie stars. This is a very significant change for uh, uh, for the uh, for the magazine business. Yeah, because the people work cheaper for one thing. Yeah. Oh, also they'll. They'll get. They'll do anything to get on the cover of. Uh, you know how many oh, yeah. how many copies they'll work for free. What? Yeah, how, you know how many copies Vogue sells. Their number one selling item. The number the the top seller, which was. Mm, oh shoot! I, I just that lost big it. fat fashion issue they do. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, well, huge. it's every every single one is a fashion. Here, uh, no, I'm but looking there's for a special who, issue they do once a year. The one who's on the uh, okay, the one the special with Beyonce. Now, to Beyonce, you can't get much bigger than Beyonce, particularly for Vogue. How, yeah, how many co how many copies do you think that sold? Seven hundred fifty thousand. Really? Right. Worldwide? Well, I don't know what. How many? Three? Three million? Three hundred and forty thousand. Oh, okay. That's more like it. Right? Yeah. So I just want people to understand that over time, over time, not every episode, but over time, in, in we've probably reached that. We've touched that many hearts and souls. I think we may do that on a no. daily basis. No. <laughs> no. No, I, I don't know about that. I think Leo does about, uh, he's got, He. I think he's the leading. Uh, well, no, actually, those com one of those, Mark Maron or one of those comedians mm. has the bigger audience. Or uh, yeah. what's his name? So, you the, know, uh, because of that, that the, podcast, the podcast patent uh, thing, I've been listening to Mark Maron and Adam Carolla. I've been on the Adam Carolla show. I'm sorry. These shows aren't all that great. No, they're not. They're really not. Mark Maron isn't all that. Good. Joe Rogan, I think, is pretty great. 
um, mainly because I mean, he, when he has guests on, it's just they're interesting, and he comes at everything. For, he's a, I think he's a very good interviewer. I've never seen any of his comedy, um, but everything else, like the Mark Maron, I was like, meh, meh, okay, you know, yeah, Adam well, Carolla. They, of course, there are bad mouthing podcasters again. Who is? Which you told me not to do. I'm not bad mouthing. Uh, I'm no, just said, I'm giving eh. a person. No, I'm giving a personal opinion. And I did, and I did so the. Was I when I was having those clips? No, and I did the. No, but that's about skills. I'm just saying, is it entertaining to listen to? I was like, yeah. eh. if you find that entertaining, you need to get out more. Joe Rogan, I find very entertaining. By the way, they asked me to do an IMA for the Joe Rogan Reddit, and I and I, I, I'm, I don't I, even know why you just lost me completely. <laughs> Okay. I'm done. All right. Good night, everybody. Nice knowing <laughs> you. <laughs> it's okay, Dvorak. Just slip on this white coat. Everything will be fine. Um. All right. Never mind. I, I'm a little worried about doing it because yeah, you, know, you can. They can backfire. So. You're gonna do like, hi, I'm Adam Curry, and when I listen to podcasts, I listen to. Uh, <laughs> is that what you're gonna do? Something like that? No, you don't. You don't know what an IMA is? No. A, okay. So you go on Reddit and you go, hi, I'm Adam Curry. I am a, and then. Oh, I, I am a, I am a, oh, the Reddit thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah, that would be it. The well, Reddit it would thing. be, you know, probably yeah. would be useful to me if I actually used or cared about Reddit. It's a, it's a bull, it's a forum. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I don't go there. I don't go, I don't do Facebook. You got any Facebook uh, jargon? I won't know what you're talking about. No, but okay. But this is. This is a cultural phenomenon, and you should know cultural. Oh, things. I know what. Nah, this thing this this began some time ago. <laughs> this IMA thing. I'm yeah. A, yeah. Don't do it. That's what you I look like an idiot. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm thinking. I look yes, like an I idiot. I don't know if I look like an idiot. No, I, I think I should be on the Joe Rogan show before I do his, his Reddit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Get on the show. We need some publicity. Yeah, every single time in LA, he's like, "Yeah, let's do it," but then he's on the road or whatever. It's it's timing. It's it's hard. I did Tom Likas. I like Who? Tom. I think he's a funny guy. Tom Likas? Yeah, Likas. He's an old radio guy from forever. He used to run the big, uh, he used to be on a bunch of talkers. Like uh, He was at KFI. He was one of the lead guys. All right, KFI. And he became no, KFI. A, a misogynist, a very funny misogynist. <laughs> and uh, is Tom Snyder still around? Is he dead? Did he die? He's dead. Long dead. I, like, I used to like his show. He was so insincere. It was funny. He trying to be sincere. <laughs> I know, but it was done in a very good very way. Very sincere way. So I went. I went down a big rabbit hole. You want to do that? You want to hear about uh, well, my, my trip? Well, first I want to since we mentioned the word publicity because we're talking a little bit about. It, I want to get the one little bit out of the way about uh, how the industry really blew this one and why this didn't get any more news than it did. This guy Sean Parker. Yes, Sean Parker. The the, the, yeah, the, the he was in the movie. He helped start oh, he, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook yeah. guy. Yeah. He married this uh, Alexandra Linas, who looks like a very attractive female. And they, he spent $10 million going to the Ventana Ranch and rebuilding the set of the Game of Thrones. Oh, yes, I've heard of this, yes. Hired a, hired a Hollywood uh, 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 costume designer who did uh, one of the Lords of the Rings or something. And she dressed everyone who was invited. So if you got invited to this wedding, you got to have custom clothes made for you. Uh -huh. So it was all fitted. <laughs> They ended up getting fined by this uh, county commissioner for wrecking the place and all kinds of things. So they spent all this money, millions, $10 million, over $10 million. And, and I'm watching, going through this. This got no play for, you know, wretched excess. 
which would have been seemed like a coup to me because this took place right during the rollout of the Great Gatsby movie. Oh, it would have been perfect. I was thinking the same thing. I said, where was the publicity people? Where was the studio? Where was it? Where his publicist, if he has one? Where was DiCaprio's publicist? You know, these guys dropped the ball big time on something where we could have called them out. So I think... So uh, we pre-called them out. This is pre-call out. Pre-call out. <laughs> anyway. So where wretched is she, excess. Where is she from? She she looks... I want to find... She looks like she's four foot nine. I don't know if she's short or not. Is it Lena? Because there's Lena Alexander. Lenas. Lenas. Yes. Lenas. Okay. She doesn't have a wiki page? Well. Really? She will after she inherits half his money. Let's see. Uh, well, I just want to know where she's from. But they're showing up everywhere. We're at the Grammys. Ooh, we're everywhere. We're so awesome. I don't see where she's from. Why? Do, why? How? Why? She could be a robot. Why are you? Why are we even talking about this? Because you, we talked about publicity. Right. I saw this as right. a as a lead in for another one of those scams where you get a lot of news about something. Right, which is right, right, right. To go to the Great Gatsby. That's why we're talking about it. Well, it's into our model. Okay. Well, then let's talk about the model. Because um, everyone, um, everybody was sending me the link about Michael Douglas, who, of course, was out promoting the uh, the Liberace uh, Beyond the Candelabra, Matt Damon's uh, Humping My Butt movie, which is a waste of time. Um, Too and, late. You already wasted your time. Yeah, thank you. And so he's out there in uh, in the U.K. And The Guardian, The Guardian, mind you, does this huge report. And uh, and the report is, oh, Michael Douglas got throat cancer from cunnilingus, and this is never why- said that said oral sex didn't it? No, no, no. Hold on a second. Cunnilingus, he said literally, and the Guardian wrote this, and the BBC was doing, and and I, immediately the Gardasil machine goes into action. Primarily, I will say, written in the Guardian, the the, the stalwart of British news journalism immediately and i'm like oh my god and this and i read the interview first i'm like okay that's interesting um that he because he also said he said something really weird he said i got it from cunnilingus but the great thing is once you got it there's cunnilingus and i like and it was like really yeah i know i know it was very very confusing and and so i'm focusing on that while the the guardian three different writers and I have everything in the show notes, 519.nashownotes.com. They're writing about Gardasil. The BBC's doing piece. We've done all these pieces. We've just played it for you a million times. Like, yes, boys need the Gardasil shot because HPV, say H in the UK, HPV can give you cancer. Look at Michael Douglas. And I'll, and then finally, I find the, the audio from the interview. And so... The impression I got from reading the initial interview is, you know, this guy had a sit down with Michael Douglas, you know, he's probably a press junket and, uh, and, you know, he's going back and forth and he has this uh, serious conversation. But then when I hear the actual audio, I realize this guy is like, well, you, you listen to this uh, 30 seconds and you'll know exactly what happened here and how this got abused by uh, Merck to promote their stupid product. You overloaded your system. You overloaded your system with drugs, smoking, drink. No, no, I mean, um, without getting too uh, specific, um, uh, 
this particular cancer in, in the intestines is called, caused by something called HPV, um, which um, actually comes about from cunnilingus. That's it. He's, he's accosting him on the street, sticking a microphone. And then he says HPV, and he says, which comes about through cunnilingus, and he laughs. And that turned into this huge promotional campaign. And Gardasil, whoever their PR agency is, they're on the ball. Oh, those guys are got it. They're not going to. They nailed it immediately. Like, oh, well, we the got funny that. thing is, go. is that Michael Douglas shortly thereafter denied that's what is what he denied a bunch of things. Well, I can't deny what he just said. I mean, I heard it. Right. And that's the thing. The Guardian pushed that. Clip. Oh, well, he can deny all he wants. Here's what he said. So in other words, it, it, it sounds to me like he was joking because he yes. had some guy annoying it, him. Yeah, on the street. And exactly. so, in other words, if you go out in the street and say something like, and you guys, somebody sticks a mic in, in your face and you say something ludicrous because you want to get yeah, rid of it. Before you know yeah, it, that's gold. Yeah. <laughs> go to the front row, row, stop the presses. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Douglas is half black. <laughs> what, what did you come up with that? That's what I mean. You can say something like that. Yeah, I'm half black. I can say whatever I want. Oh, he's half black. He's half black. Oh. This is the kind of bull crap that we have to put up with the media. Yeah, but because uh, and the reason why I really investigated this is because um, Catherine Zeta Jones. You're worried sick. Yes, Catherine. Yeah, right. Catherine Zeta Jones. She came out. Uh, a while ago, oh, no, all this stuff came out. Oh, we're worried about her. Oh, poor Catherine. She might have. She must have HPV. No, it actually started. No, no, her thing started earlier, um, where she was. She came out saying that she had had serious depression and she had, you know, she's bipolar. She's admitted by bipolar. She's always going to have right. Sex. And you know when that came out with that movie, the movie about uh, uh, some movie she was promoting. It's so transparent. So I figured Michael Douglas probably prom- so he's obviously promoting his movie, but he wasn't promoting Gardasil. And those guys they jumped on it. CNN, on the other hand, I actually got this from your tweeters. Uh, they the, the CNN also uh, a, a sub hundred thousand viewers at any given moment, um, and of course most of their ads are for pharmaceutical uh, products or devices for people over sixty years of age. No offense, John. I'm just saying. Huh? <laughs> Speak up! And uh, they they just will never pass up an opportunity to to shoot one in there for the sponsors. This is the video you've probably seen of the kid who's uh, it's a classic. Yeah, who's uh, he has he's got his big big symbols and they're playing. Uh, is this Star Spangled Banner? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think it is a Star Spangled Banner. And um, and his symbol breaks and then he decides to salute the flag instead, which is it's endearing. But the report is they it's slipped, shameless. Shameless. Use yes. the right word. There, what did you consider? She's talking to the kid on Skype now. What were your options? Well, I considered running and get a new pair, and then I considered trying to pick it back up without the handle. But with various war veterans in his family history, Andrew opted to salute and ended up bathed in internet glory. Dude nailed it. That was the greatest save in the history of saves. His parents are really proud of him. Musicians lose control of their symbols all the time. Losing a symbol is no reason to reach for Cymbalta. Depression hurts. Cymbalta uh. can help. The thing about Andrew is that he used... Isn't that, isn't that outrageous? 
That was to me was the most outrageous thing I've seen for probably a couple of years. I dropped it right in with this with the tagline. Yeah, I like the tagline being in there. Yeah, just boom, just throw it right. It was a great piece, and <laughs> and and this this justified her because she only does these types of pieces. She used to be a a serious reporter. I don't know what happened. She's at CNN. Yeah, right. And then she so she only gets to do these 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 the human interest. She probably got stories. the money direct. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's the new deal. And we can't really afford. We, we, can't, we can't. We can't afford you. to pay you really full salary anymore. But if you want to go out and do some side deals and slip them into your pieces, it's, we're fine with it. Jeff Zucker, can you imagine that? Yeah, I can see that deal going down. It. Jeff Zucker's a genius. Yeah, just do just do the deal. Slip yeah. it in. Just throw it, it in there. Don't worry about it. And you it. get the money that that that's your. In fact, we're going to move to that model for all <laughs> compensation. <laughs> you can't get somebody to sponsor your piece. You you're not going to get anything. That's a great idea. That's how it should be. You you have to come to the table <laughs> I think with I'm the sponsor. Yes. Hey, I love it. I think it it makes a lot of sense. The number one cost of these networks is their people. Who needs? Yeah. Them? Who needs Screw them? them? Make uh-huh. them go out and get their own damn money. I do like the term "bathed in internet glory." I think uh, I think I'll use that. Yeah, right. So what do you yeah, do? I, did, um, I just sit around being bathed in internet glory. <laughs> Can you do that? Does it, it doesn't work as well, does it? No, not from you. Uh, bathed in internet glory. What does your daughter do? She's bathed in internet glory. <laughs> Sounds kind of icky. I like it. Like it a lot. She's all sticky because now. Of it. Now, do you want to talk about Susan Rice? Because I got to bring you back to that. We we got off on this Al Sharpton thing. Before you know it, we're talking about Cunnilingus. So, can you bring it back to Susan uh, Rice? It's I know always the same. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get back to Susan Rice. I have my theory. Freemium reporters, by the way, is the model. Uh, C Mike in the chat room says freemium. 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 <laughs> Premium reporters. I like it. Do your own deal, babe. Do your own deal. Premium. We're good with it. Just like you can work for free. Just don't hurt hurt the brand, okay, babe? Don't hurt the brand. (laughs) Babe. So um, I've come to a totally different conclusion than everyone else on the Susan. What do you think about the Susan Rice thing? I'd like to reserve judgment and hear yours. I, I focused okay, on very simple. I, I focused on I, Samantha Powers. It was my job. No, Samantha Powers is another story. Yeah, but I think there's part of this. You know, Obama's in the. He's a Chicago guy. They, they always have favors, favors, favors. Susan Rice was supposed to be the Secretary of State. That was a deal. Isn't she also a Chicago gal, by the way? Yeah, everyone is. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. Even that that idiot Department of Education guy who sounds like a IQ of sixty. Uh. Whatever his name is, yeah, he actually he sounds Ernie. I he think he sounds totally gay. By the way, he probably is. Yeah. But here's the deal: she didn't get her uh, job in the Secretary of State job. Okay, here's the, okay. Here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna put you in. I got a job for you. This is a winner. Uh, this will be the you know my working for the uh, security advisor, and we'll you'll keep that for uh, two. You had just enough time two years. So now, now you have you'll get the pension from the UN job, and you'll get the pension from this job, and that'll you'll be set for life. And she's already but, a millionaire. Well, that well, she's got she needs she needs cash flow. Uh-huh. These are all. This is all about the money. This is double dipping the American public. This woman is going to get a pension for being the UN ambassador. Now she's going to get a pension for this bogus job. And by the way, she was the not just the ambassador to the UN. She was the permanent ambassador to the UN. Which, I, it, it's, it's for us. Believe me, this is all for pensions. 
this is all in the back. There's these deals, all this salary and pensions. Right. These people are double, triple dipping the American public. They're walking away with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of uh, per year for the rest of their lives uh, yes. on the American uh, back. John, but John, are they really happy? <laughs> I would be. <laughs> You're so materialistic. I am. Yeah. So, uh, and you don't think there's anything there that kind of plays into the "Hey, good job, thanks for covering my ass." I've got yours. I got That's your back. My initial thinking was you needed to surround yourself with a bunch of insiders that know this Benghazi, the truth of the Benghazi thing, which we uh, on our show have determined was a, you know, it wasn't a botched kidnapping like the one that they're trying to push out there now as as the meme, mm-hmm. but a botched fake kidnapping. Right. Yeah. By the way, uh, I have I I got one little clip from this announcement. Actually, two. Uh, one little clip from the announcement of uh, the president on uh, on Susan Rice, and he said something interesting. And you know, I think we've learned since the you know the past couple of episodes to really listen very very closely to what the man is saying because things it, every single word is scripted and makes a difference. And by the way, do you see that when he was talking to Tom Donilon and even to Susan Rice, he has to keep turning his head back to the prompter. He can't even. He can't even uh, ad lib thank you. <laughs> it's true. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. He, That's a line. That's a good line. He can't ad lib thank you. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it runs in the family, throwing the occasional elbow, but hit, <laughs> but hitting the big shot. Big uh, shot. As our ambassador to the UN, uh, Susan has been a tireless advocate in advancing our interests. Okay, so a tireless advocate in advancing our interests. We should all be American interests. She's reinvigorated American diplomacy in New York. She's helped to put in place tough sanctions on Iran and North Korea. She has defended Israel. She- oh, really? She's defended Israel. I find this very interesting that this is one of her credits. Yeah, that is interesting. It's kind of off the wall. I, you know, it, it, I just... Mm-hmm. Now, now, the new thing, though, which I think is fantastic... And this is uh, this is our version of a shoe. Strengthening our alliances from Europe to Asia, enhancing our relationship with key powers, and moving ahead with new trade agreements and energy partnerships. And from our tough sanctions on Iran to our unprecedented military and intelligence co- cooperation with Israel, it's true. Heckling the president. This is this is great. They're now doing it from the outside the gate at the White House, and it kept going. Because I, I put my headphones on. He he ignored it, but he was really irritated by it. Extremely I'm wondering irritated. about how irritated these people are. I, th- I thought that the Michelle Obama heckling incident was a total setup. It was another one of these things that oh, gets sympathy for her. It is a setup, and I and I think that just because she, you know. Just, well, here's a, let me get this thought out of the way. All right. We, we based on my, my Led Zeppelin theory. Mm-hmm. The, the, these hecklings have been set up <laughs> well, to distract. Hold on, hold on. Known as the Led Zepp theory. And once I find Robert Plant really living in Austin, I'm going to say, hey, Robert, Robert, let me ask you a question, man. <laughs> He'll say, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so the theory is that you put these hecklers in there to, uh, because we haven't seen this before, because they, they vet the audience to such an extreme. We've known this during the conventions. They grill you. They check do background checks. They, they make sure afford- you don't have a bomb. All kinds yeah, they of do things. all this stuff. Yeah, so there's no course. heckler in the place. No, no. 
unless they're there for a reason. So they heckle him, and then and he's and they, so you miss the message, you know, because the public's always oh, heckled, heckled, heckled. And so now they did the same thing with Michelle. Uh, she they heckled her for this reason, and it's all oh, poor Michelle. Oh, poor Michelle, she got heckled, which again was, you know, she's just practicing her acting. Well, now it's here's what the drawback is to this the- thesis. And I think maybe this what happened in this situation because he didn't recognize the heckler. It encourages hecklers. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, well, they, I don't think they planned on that. Oh, no. Well, that's hubris, of course. I, I think uh, we both agree that the Code Pink woman in, at, this, at the drone speech, uh, at the uh, counterterrorism speech, was a setup, and they let her go. They don't exactly control what she says, but they totally let her go. They let her go three times. The president engaged, which is part of the script, which is what Michelle did as well. It's the exact same script. And I think I can prove uh, that she was on script. Just listen to what she says, the words that she uses and how she says them. I think that the prompter got messed up. Uh, it runs in the family. Oops. I, that would be this one. And I don't care what you believe in. We don't. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What? One of the things I. One of the things that I don't do well is this. Now that is a prompter flub. One of the things I don't. She. She was supposed to say. One of the things I don't do well is this. And she instead she says one of the things I don't do well is this. It's a prompter flub. I can recognize this from. 15 years of, of working with people reading teleprompter. This is a prompter flow. And I don't care what you believe in. We don't. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. What? One of the things I one of the things that I don't do well is this. I'm telling you, prompter flow. I think you might be right. And I, I would love to see if there was, you know, it was just a, it would be a shame. If, we've seen this happen at the convention where somebody got a camera behind the president. Remember back right. in 2008, yep. I believe. Yep. And they shot the prompter and the ad libs were up on the prompter because there was a huge prompter against the back wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do remember. It. But it, yes, I do remember that. Yeah. And so there's an ad lib. It's, 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 I think it said wait for applause. Wasn't that what it yeah, said? And then ad lib. I think <laughs> yeah. And then the script was there for the supposed ad lib, which means he just changes his kind of but his the, the, the thing that, that bothers me is why everyone just blanketly accepts that this next piece. I'll just, let me just play this, and then I'll, uh, I'll talk about what bothers me. I can take the mic, but I'm leaving. So you all decide. No, I'm sure. No, no. I love the gay guy. No, 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 Michelle, don't go. So when 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 you're a child and you say, if you play the way I want her, I'm going to go. That's called childish. Yes, But when exactly. Michelle Obama does it, it's called being strong and she doesn't take no strong crap. Strong woman. She said, and she was on her way out. Of course, that wasn't in the script. She says, I'm going to leave now. I'm going to leave. I'm angry. Please. That, that's so sad. And then one yeah, of the things... I, everyone admires her for this. Yeah. I, to me, it's like, it's wow. So I agree with you. I think that this is these are setups. This is to show tr- truth to power or some bull crap like that. But you're right. The downside is people are like, hey, wait a minute. I can go yell something cool. So, so there may be possible some guy with a bullhorn yes. like half a mile away is heckling <laughs> the president. In the morning! In the morning! In the morning! Don't call me, bro! In the morning! In the morning! 
you know, the thing that's that's amusing is these people, as it were, they don't really can't think very. They're not deep thinkers, and they never kind of strategize this properly. <laughs> they just think everyone's an idiot. <laughs> they're not deep thinker. No, it's hubris, John. That's the word. Hubris. 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 They they just think hubris. They just think oh, these idiots. Hey, I I, I want to get into my serious stuff before we do that though. Uh, let's. Uh, I think we have. Uh, we have producers. Yeah, we got three. Good. Let's thank them. Uh. Thank them profusely because I'm about to show some real value for value here. I believe we got value for value coming, ladies and gentlemen, and Adam's going to produce it. Um, <laughs> exactly. We do have three producers, including uh, finally this was kind of a stumble last show, but Sir Long Rock of the Sierra Nevada came in with his his, his uh, predicted uh, nine hundred and ninety nine dollars, w- which gives him a knighthood because Adam's throwing in a penny. No, I'm throwing in a whole. There you go. That's a silver, silver dollar. dollar. Silver dollar. Silver dollar. He's worth like 10 bucks nowadays. <laughs> Sir Crackpot and Buzzkill, thank you for your selfless and civil service. That's right. On behalf of we, the waking people, mm-hmm. some force within or without us will indeed be of continuing to cast, will indeed be continuing to cast contestants off of our beautiful island in the country. <laughs> this is handwritten, by the way. Yes, and I, I, I can, can barely read longhand myself. <laughs> yeah. You, you two guardians of reality, help to keep my naivete on a short leash, and my courage fueled, in order to not infringe uh, any further on the time allotted towards the best podcast in the universe. I'll keep my comments short. It goes on for three more pages. No. <laughs> Su- suffice to say, uh, I'm ripe and ready for. I'm ripe and ready to receive another 483 transmissions of your media assassination and new deconstruction. And I want to encourage all listeners who are in this for the long haul to join me in the 999 Club. There you go. Okay, we're gonna make it. A, we're gonna do. We're gonna see how if that flies. We're gonna make a nine 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 club, and in every instance, Adam will throw in. I'm gonna throw in a silver dollar. Silver dollar, and it will be a knight. I think auto, there auto. might be a little tin in that silver dollar. <laughs> I got it. Could be one of the ones that came later. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one with the with the with the Susan B. Anthony dollar. Uh. Come uh, witness my slow descent towards the center of the of my girth at my <laughs> measly little blog in the morning zen. Oh. Dot wordpress.com. Oh, let me check that out. In, in the morning, the Zen. Morning. Much love, Sir Long Rock of the Sierra Nevada. <laughs> like Nevada, that. as it should be pronounced. It's blogspot.com? Blog no, no. WordPress? WordPress. Oh, okay. I want to check it out. Well, you're checking it out. I want to also thank Sir Robert Alter of Kansas City, Missouri. This should put me in the Baron category. Uh, since I live in Sao Paulo, Brazil, I want to be the Baron of Sao Paulo. Okay. And I, I sent him a note. I didn't remember if I got a note back, but I, I, I'm su- suspecting he wants to be Sao, Sao Paulo, the county or the, the district, the, prov- the province, as opposed to the city, because the city's in the province. The Provence. The Provence or the province? The province. I, I, in, in Brazil, it's called somewhere. It's okay. called a country, actually. Oh, really? Uh, Terry Morgan in Far Hills, New Jersey. Uh, by the way, uh, Sir Robert came in with 300. Thank you. Uh, Far Hills, New Jersey, 221. I'll be the associate executive producer. My hubby, Jim. Oh, this is interesting. 
is going on his first guy's trip with some of his best friends, <laughs> Brian and Tack. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. You have my I attention. I hope he can convert them to listeners slash contributors of the best podcast in the universe. My mom and stepdad are moving to Texas from Oregon oh. in June. Little girl laugh, please. Uh, not, it's not. A, yeah. Uh, LG, wait, why? <laughs> little girl laugh. Yay! We don't have a little girl laugh. We need a little girl laugh. <laughs> we need please a, give them some karma as well as my 97-year-old grandma. Aw. Just got out of the hospital. Your podcast is like a sweet symphony compared to the cicadas. Last but not least, please send out a douchebag to my loving brother who hasn't listened to your podcast upon many suggestions. He loves you, John C. Devark, as well as VJ Adam Curry. Oh, yeah, but he loves the VJ Adam Curry. Yeah, the old VJ. Yeah, Remember the old guy. guy. Hey, why can't he just, like, be funny and just, 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 re- yeah, and just, just grow play, his hair? Play some videos. Play some videos, yeah, man. man. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, she needs some karma for the old lady. Yeah, there you go. You've got karma. And I think that's uh, great. Good luck, Grandma. You'll be another 10 years and you can get on the... um, So Hangover 3 is taking place in Far Hills, New Jersey. Hangover 3? Yeah, he's going on a a guy's trip. What does that mean? Hangover 3. What does a guy's trip even mean? You know, I'm really sad that... You know, Miss Mickey was supposed to have come home yesterday, but she extended her stay because she's working on a fantastic project. Uh, So she... Uh, she changed her flights coming home on Sunday, so I can't really do what I wanted to. I could. Does the fantastic project involve a pool boy named Raul? <laughs> uh, no, it actually involves uh, several famous soccer players. Oh, cool! And uh, that's all I'm going to talk about. It, actually, it, it's an it's a, an idea that came to me in a dream. Oh, and you gave it to her, and, and she's going to go run with it. Should I tell you? Should I tell you what the idea is? Well, it's, sure. It's an it's an art project. Yeah, well, duh. When we were in Holland, in her exile, as she was deported, uh, I woke up in the middle of the <laughs> night. She was that she was literally deported. Yeah, I know. I get it. Woke up in the middle of the night from a dream, and I said, yeah. "Nikki, and 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 how am I with sports, John? Just tell me, am I a sports guy? No." <laughs> you are not a sports guy. You can't, you can't even crumple up a piece of paper and throw it in a garbage can if it's two feet away. I think I can do that, um, but I don't care yeah. about sports. That's true. And, and, I, and I wrote down, I said, I'm going to write this down, I'm going to tell you in the morning. And I've, I never write stuff. I never wake up, write something down, ever. Huh. I usually just, oh, that was a billion-dollar idea. I forgot what it is. My idea was, I said, you need to make art photography a series of famous soccer players' feet. Oh, and she's got all these like super famous guys. I think all the way up to number fourteen, Cruyff. That's cool to take off their shoes and socks, and it's very personal to these guys. Their feet is like it's their tool, you know. Okay. So I had and she's doing it really. I, she's doing it really stylized with beautiful lighting. And, no, I think it's a great idea. Can I tell you kind of a follow up story that's similar? Yeah. So I went to the Evergreen graduation uh, to take photos, and it was the same kind of thing. And uh, this when this is years ago when uh, JC graduated, and so I and I had a good camera, and I'm shooting pictures, you know, waiting for him to come through the system and all the rest of it. And then I'm noticing that everybody, every grad stands into some spot, and somebody takes their picture, and then they move on. And this is for some yearbook or something. I started taking pictures of the feet. <laughs> Because no, the reason was not because I'm a foot guy, but because all these 
students at Evergreen, very few of them wear cap and gown. They wear outfits. They come through as furries. Right, They right, all got right, weird right. shoes on. They got clogs. They got things with big curly toes. So it was actually quite a good essay. I thought I put it, I had maybe 50 of these shots. And my wife looks at him and she goes, what are you in defeat? <laughs> and I said, oh, uh, great. I never even thought of that angle. And so I, I pulled it. That's only because she knows the guy that was into armpits. But I guess I won't talk about that story. Yeah. Um, so um, what was I going to say? That she's going to shoot this and she's going to be famous. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. When when I was super famous back in the day. Yeah. Um, and we'd have tours coming through the MTV studio. And my buddy Rick, uh, who was an audio engineer, was like a super, he was stoned all the time. So we always came up with. Stoned all the time. Oh, yeah. We always came up with stoner ideas. And. Uh, and we'd be like, hey, I know what we do. So like, whenever someone wants to take a picture with you, I'll take the picture and I'll, I'll shoot it so that you're not on it or they're not on it. And, so, and that became our thing. It's like, because you know, these, these were like not digital cameras. Like you take the picture and have to go and get the film developed. Right. And we were so bored and so stoned. It's like, and I'd be like, hey, can I take a picture with you? Yeah, sure. And then he'd take the shot with that person that was only one quarter of their face was on it. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> That's a very funny idea. Yeah. Actually, that would be another art uh, installation. Just <laughs> pictures of people with famous people, we, but we don't get to see the famous person. <laughs> That's a great. That's a great idea. I, yeah, I agree. You have a whole series of them. <laughs> anyway, uh, to our uh, um, executive producer, our uh, knights, as we have Sir Longrock, who will be knight later today. Sir Robert uh, Alter, of course, coming in, and our associate executive producer Terry Morgan. Thank you very much for your support of the best podcast in the universe. And a big in the morning to you and to you, John C. Dvorak. Well, in the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships and sea boots on the ground, feet in the air, and subs in the water. Also, all the knights and dames out there. And to our artists, thank you very much. Nick the Rack, back with a vengeance with the artwork for episode 518, uh, If you want to participate in our artist program, upload it there, please. Do not send it through email because it, it just won't get considered. Because the only time we're considering art is right after the show. We look at the generator and we pick up what we can. If there's nothing there, we go back and we get back issues. Uh, evergreens if we call them and uh, we're we're very very uh, appreciative of uh, the work they do and in the morning to everybody there in the chat room human resources noagendastream.com noagendachat.net um, please support this program it's value for value I'm going to hit you with some value in the mouth in just a moment but remember for Sundays which were always a little on the weak side uh, we need you to go to org slash na and support our model which is value for value and here's our formula our formula is this we go out we hit people in the mouth (laughs) i like the lgy in there that kind of works yeah uh okay syria let me grab my notes here. This took me several hours, but when I got there, I was really happy because... And pay attention, everybody. Um, you'll... Serious, it's always in the news. It's you know It comes and it goes, depending on you know, whatever celebrity is doing something. But when you have one of those you know dinner parties, you're at the office, uh, you just want to impress someone, or just someone says something so stupid, you're like, uh, okay, you know, let me tell you what's really going on. 
So Syria is back in the news uh, just because there's no, you know, there's no celebrity that chopped off their boobs or anything like that. We, you know, we had the Michael Douglas cunnilingus thing, but that over in the UK doesn't really play well. We can't get him on the Tonight Show or on David Letterman. So, so then Syria is kind of a talk, uh, kind of up again. Now, several things get me on this path. The first one is uh, Fresh Air, Terry Gross, on um, on the National Treasure NPR. And she has on Robert Malley. And Robert Malley is an Israeli guy uh, who talks in that very annoying Israeli... Right, uh, that, like, that crazy voice they Well, have. it's not just... It's it's also condescending. If, if, you've, if you've ever... It's not snooty. I think condescending. It it reminds me of... Uh, who was a nice guy otherwise. A.L. Shavit. Remember, he's the, uh, the, the CTO at Mevio. I used to hang out with him a lot. And... But... The way he talks, like you know, it's like you know, shut up. It's it, this is the way it is, right? You know, that's kind of how these guys sound. Yeah, okay, we get the point. And for for like fifty five minutes, he's talking with Terry Gross. She's saying so a lot. Well, I noticed something else. The whole NPR vibe is um, NPR, just national public radio in general. You it, you have to talk differently. You have to talk like this. Everything has to be adding on an up and, and it has to be and it has the room has to be dead. Yes, and as hell, no ambience. You could win tickets to the Austin Symphony. So you can't even get close to that sound. And you could win tickets to the Austin Symphony. No, I, you, I'm telling you something about the dead room. Your, your yeah. room's not dead enough. Well, have you seen their studios? They're I've fantastic. been in their studios. Yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah, but the, but they're, the whole NPR, you have to talk like this. You have to kind of put everything in the front of your mouth. And then when it's in the front of your mouth, you always have to talk up on an upbeat because we're NPR and NPR is bringing good things to your life. Have you ever noticed that? You know, I find the sound of extreme. Well, actually, it's, it's slightly hypnotic. Mm -hmm. Yes, hypnotic is right. So anyway, um, and so this guy for an hour is saying everything about Sunnis and Shiites and Shuni and Shnada and Shnetsnis and the... And the this and the that, and, and not a single word about the true geopolitical nature of what's going on, which we know, of course, about pipelines and and just nothing. And and it's just one. And, and Terry goes going, so, so what is it with the Sunnis? So and just it was it was it annoyed me to no end. I'm like, I we have to we have to counterbalance this. <laughs> we do. It's, it, this is horrible. It's just really. It's, it's totally horrible. It's just. It's like we need to give our people something to work with here. Uh, and then uh, I, this report comes out on the BBC. Welcome to our viewers on public television in America and also around the globe. Oh, by the way, this is the new thing now, right? Because now the BBC is on PBS. You see, and this when it's the BBC, then you know it's, it's the truth. The truth is coming to you. It's coming all the way from London, John. Hello, oh. hello, London, London, London calling. Some of the rebels in Syria are using children as soldiers in, in contravention of international law. That's just one of the grim findings of a United Nations report grim. released today. The UN says the country is in free fall. Now, now. Pay attention to what she is saying. The UN says the country's in free fall. And atrocities are being committed by both sides. It comes as the French government says it now has hard evidence that chemical weapons are being used in the war there. Our diplomatic correspondent James Robbins has the details for us. The conflict in Syria has reached new levels of barbarism. 
This report for the UN says both sides have committed war crimes, although it's only President Assad's forces who've done so on a scale that amounts to crimes against humanity. By the way, it's Assad. Assad. <laughs> he gets to say it, Assad. Like massage. Some of the Assad. most shocking findings are about the plight shocking. of children. Children starved in besieged towns, victims oh. of government bombing, but also children exploited or mistreated by both sides. The report says the government side has forced children to watch the torture or killing of their parents. In one case in April, they threatened to shoot two girls aged seven and nine who started crying during their father's interrogation. But one mm. of the most horrific accusations is based on footage seen by the commission showing the beheading of two victims. One of them apparently beheaded by a child. <laughs> so, I'm like, oh, this is cool. But you heard something interesting in there. You heard uh, that they had not, you know, they saw a video of it. I said, oh, okay, so they saw a video. So I'm like, you know, let me go find this report, because this is what no other program ever does, and the BBC, now also on public television for all our American viewers. Uh, they apparently didn't read the report either, so I did that for you. Um... Oh, hold on, this is the... <laughs> up to 10 messages can be queued to be sent and order requested. No, that's my keyer, Doc. Here we go. Uh, and this is uh, very hard to find, by the way. Very, very hard to find this report. Uh, but it is from the Office of the High Commissioner of the Human Rights Council. This is the advanced, un unedited version. Report of the Independent International Commission Inquiry on the Syrian Arab Republic. Uh, I just have highlighted a few things for you, which you can look at in the show notes, but a few that need to be discussed now. In starting at the summary, the conflict in Syria has reached new levels of brutality. This report documents for the first time the systematic imposition of sieges, the use of chemical agents, and forcible displacement. War crimes, crimes against humanity, and gross human rights violations continue apace. Referral to justice remains paramount. This report covers the period 15th of January to 15th of May 2013. The findings are based on 430 interviews. So we've been through this before. They didn't actually go to Syria. I read from the report. There are reasonable grounds to believe that chemical agents have been used as weapons. The precise agents, delivery systems, or perpetrators could not be identified. I'm sorry. You cannot, BBC, you cannot turn that into chemical weapons being used. That's just not true. This is not what the report says. Lack of access to the country continues to hamper the commission's ability to actually fulfill its mandate. Uh, you mean to report honestly. This report is based on 430 interviews conducted from Geneva, including via Skype and telephone with victims and witnesses inside the country. I'm sorry, this is not a report that can be based on anything, any proof. However, they say, the standard of proof is as used in previous reports. Such standard is met when reasonable grounds exist to believe that incidents occurred as described. I mean, am I, am I crazy here? We did this before. This is almost like a, a deja vu a, show. Because right. we did the same thing right. during, I right. think it was the Libyan. Uh, yes, it, it was the Libyan exactly. formula, the Libyan scenario, which is the same thing. We had a bunch of, yes. and then we had the situation where the Russians came, they waltzed in, and then took pictures of stuff that was supposedly going yes. on. It wasn't, and and they and the thing is, this is based on Skype interviews. Okay, so they just they got four hundred and thirty people to say, man, it really sucks here. 
And uh, are they using chemical weapons? Yeah. Where? I don't know. How do they use them? I don't know. What kind are they? I don't know. Okay, sounds reasonable. That's bull crap, okay? Is it, could it be happening? Sure. But it does not give the BBC the journalistic right to say that this is happening. And there's no mention of this beheading done by a child in the entire report. Please look at it. It's in the show notes. Look at it again. I could not find it. In fact, it's a very small... It sounds like a bogus thing. I mean, for one thing, getting a child to behead anything. I mean, for, they can barely <laughs> lift this, the axe or whatever. It's just not... It doesn't <laughs> well, make sense. now we have, we, have, we have Tommy's first little beheading axe. You know, this, we do have by Mattel. We do have... Uh, there are ways of doing it. But when it comes to children, this is all that's in the report. Children continue to be the victims of shelling and aerial bombardments by government forces. Examples include... Attacks on uh, Kaljabrin, Aleppo, on 23rd of January. Al-Huwash, Hama, on 7th February. Suasi, Damascus, on the 28th and 29th. Al-Hulma, Homs, on March 29th. And Dara, on April 10th. In late February, a 14-year-old child was shot by a sniper positioned in the Ba'ath Party offices in Dara al-Balad. That's all that's in there about children. Well, no, there's one other. Children were killed in attacks by armed groups. A two-year-old boy died after being shot uh, by a sniper. There's nothing that says, oh, oh, the children, oh, the children. I'm sorry. It's not in this report. Maybe you have the wrong report. It seems like this is the one, but so. Um, Here's what's going on, and and I found out who is actually behind everything. And And I'm quite proud of this one because we know this is about pipelines. Just Just a quick refresher. Uh, this is about the competing pipelines that we have, whether the pipelines will go uh, toward Europe from east to west. So we have the um, Iraq, uh, Iran-Iraq-Syria-Mediterranean pipeline, which goes right to the Russian port of Tartus. It's called the Islamic pipeline. And from there, uh, we either will there be a pipeline built up to, uh, to Cyprus and uh, into Greece, uh, but the ships are there, so it's, it's the Russian port, so the Russians can take their uh, can take the gas and float it right up. Uh, so that's you know that pipeline is uh, that was a huge announcement. It's a big deal. It's not a very long one, you know, to go from Iran to Iraq into Syria, but it's a straight shot, a straight line. And this, of course, is one of the reasons why you're hearing about Qusayr, Qusayr. I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce it. Q U S A Y R, which is right under Homs. This is the um, the the true connection of all these different pipelines, and that's why all the fighting is going on there. There's thirty thousand people that live in Quisair, and you can see it on the map. It's right in between uh, Lebanon and uh, and Homs, but it's right in a direct path on the way to the port. And that's the only reason why this fighting is all of a sudden taking place. Remember, we said the same thing about Waziristan, and that's where all the drone attacks are taking place. So this is strategically very important, not for Hezbollah weapons coming in. That's bull crap. This is all about the pipeline. Then we have the alternative pipeline, and these are the people who are really involved in this struggle, is the pipeline from uh, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, to Syria, to Turkey, Okay. And this also goes through Homs. So it's, it's, it's very, very important. Now we have these couple of uh, pipelines that are on the way, um, and the Nabucco pipeline, which is supposed to be this big project, and, you know, it was the, the, the big the Western project, oh, it's going to be fantastic. It's, it's not going to get done in time. It's not going to deliver enough. Uh, it, it has The only reserves that it has to back it up is from Azerbaijan, and we know that Azerbaijan is where Boku is. This is where... 
Uh, we have Hillary Clinton hanging out and, you know, is supposed to go through the caucuses. This is, you know, but they can't get it done fast enough, particularly because what do we really have going on now? We have the um, the new resources in the Mediterranean, uh, mainly those from uh, Israel. So uh, the idea is to uh, replace the resources from the Persian Gulf with a, a combination of Israel and whoever else wants to jump in. So this... Uh, this pipeline, which would be uh, transporting uh, gas to Qatar, uh, Qatar to Europe, uh, needs to have buy-in, or it has to have uh, Syria, particularly the Homs area, either destroyed, so that it's just completely gone, which seems like that is kind of the the way to go, or it's the way they're going, or or we do something with Israel. Now, here's the name, and this is what I was looking for. So this project of the uh, this pipeline to start in Qatar, cross through Saudi uh, Arabia, and uh, then eventually go into Jordan, right? Which you know, we, we, so we have a real problem here with uh, with Syria. The guy's name is Frederick Hoff, and he is a very interesting guy. He's in charge of. Uh, actually, he's a member of the, the Syrian Crisis Committee. This is a, a U.S. A Department of State thing. You can look this guy up, uh, which is what I did. And it, it took me a while because his name was misspelled in a couple articles that I found uh, with a C-K and a double F. It turns out it's Frederick with a C and one F. Um, and so he's a member of the Syrian Crisis Committee. I'm like, this is very interesting. Where is this guy coming from, and, and what is he talking about? He's in all of these friends of Syria, and all, you know. So whenever someone's a friend and they're coming from the U.S. government, be very, very careful. So I'm like, okay, let me find out what's going on with this guy. And he is not just on the Syrian Crisis Committee, but he is also from the Atlantic Council. Hmm. All By right. the way, when he was uh, talking on C-SPAN, he was his, his title was State Department Middle East Peace Office. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, he's he's had all of these titles, and he's also a senior fellow at the Rafiq Hariri, Hariri Center for Middle for the Middle East. Uh, he is uh, he is now in, uh, ambassador. Here in uh, March twenty eighth, two thousand twelve, President Obama conferred to Ambassador Hoff the rank of ambassador in connection with his new duties as special advisor for transition in Syria. So this is the, he's the project uh, manager. Okay. So let's look at this project manager. Uh, where did he come from? Uh, he came from a very interesting outfit. If you look at his bio um, called the Armitage International LC Consulting Group. Now, have you ever heard of the Armitage International LC Consulting Group? No, but I'm sure I will in a second. Founded by Richard, i.e. Dick, Armitage, former U.S. Deputy Secretary of State. Right. Um, This guy, this guy arguably is the architect of the invasion of Iraq, Iraq, for the exact same reasons as what's happening now in Syria. You can find him at armitageinternational.com. And it's it's basically a one-man shop. It's him and a couple of dudes. Um, 
And if you read the about page here, uh, Armitage International was formed in March 2005 by Richard L. Armitage, former U.S. Deputy Secretary of State. He is joined by four partners with extensive experience in government and business. Together, they provide multinational clients with critical support in the areas of international business solving, development, strategic planning, and problem solving. And so he sent his guy, uh, who, who worked for him, who had to resign, of course, uh, in, as project manager of Syria. Uh, so if you, you, gotta, you really got to look at, at Armitage. Uh, he is, this guy is a real, a real piece of work. Um, he was, he's, I think he's the guy that uh, outed Valerie Plame as, uh, as a CIA operative. Uh, he, let me see. I got to get his book of knowledge page. I was hoping you had a little background on Armitage that you recall. I remember him. Oh, I'm looking at the international page. I'm actually looking at the bios of all of these other uh, partners. Uh, one, two, no, 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 three no, no. women and three Forget guys. Him. Forget them. Not important. They're just people who speak languages. There's one who speaks Chinese, one who speaks Japanese. So in 80, 98, Armitage signed the Project for the New American Century letter to President Bill Clinton. We all know about this. Uh, that urged Clinton to target the removal of Saddam, Saddam Hussein's regime. That was 98. Uh, during 2000, he served as the foreign policy director to George W. Bush um, as part of a group led by Condoleezza Rice that was called, they called themselves the Vulcans. Remember that? They were like the crazy people who were going to get Bush elected. These are truly the evil actors of the world. Um, March 23rd, 2001, he was uh, sworn in as Deputy Secretary of State. Um, close associate of uh, Secretary of State Colin Powell. So this is all before 9-11 happened. Very convenient, very coincidental how that all went down. Uh, again, he was the guy that, uh, that outed uh, Valerie Plame, uh, but got you know, Scooter Libby uh, convicted for it. I know, that's what's so funny. This is the guy who uh, told... I wonder what Scooter Libby did wrong. He's of all the people that go to jail, he does. The guy with the cr- on crutches. Uh, I'm just reading from the Book of Knowledge, just so you get an idea of this yeah. actor. Uh, uh, Pakistani President uh, Musharraf, in an interview with CBS News on September 21st, uh, 2006, alleged that Armitage called an ISI general immediately after the September 11, 2001 attacks and threatened to bomb the country of Pakistan back to the Stone Age. Remember that? Oh yeah, it was a big scandal. So this guy is an a hole, and he and he works for big international clients, i.e., uh, uh, energy companies, um, to get them to uh, you know basically to get the Pentagon to become the resource extraction unit of the United States. So after he left uh, uh, public service, he went to Choice Choice Point, and this is where he got his leverage. Choice Point was a data aggregation company based in Atlanta that acted as a private intelligence service to government and industry. Uh, We now know today, we know Choice Point, he was the CEO, we know Choice Point as LexisNexis. So he had access to everything about everybody. And arguably... uh, most administrations since this thing was put into place, certainly the Obama administration, have made use of this data to really win elections. And it was a, it was a big uh, controversy around the 2004 uh, election cycle uh, that 
uh, involved the subsidiary of Cho- uh, Choice Point, making several voters in Florida inel- ineligible. So this guy is he's right on board with everything. But then, and this is where it really comes. This is what I was looking for. So remember, the path is we've got the project manager. The guy who works for Armitage. Armitage is the guy that, that helped get us into Iraq with the project for a new American century, PNACers, the, the neocons. So he puts his guy in charge there. What is he in charge of? He's in charge of stirring it up so that we can build this new pipeline or, alternatively, just screw up the whole country. But really, we want the Qatar guys because Qatar can be a client. You know, they are a client, but they can be a much bigger client than Saudi Arabia and Jordan. We want them as clients. And uh, so you got to go look at uh, what is Armitage doing these days. He's on the board of directors of Conoco Phillips, <laughs> who are building a huge floating liquid natural gas facility in the Mediterranean. And there, well, you, there have you have it. it. And there you have it. Well, that's what you do. You get he gets his money's worth. <laughs> yeah, but then when you have this narrative of children being beheaded or beheading, which is not oh, it's true. all full. It's all it's perfect. It, it's, well, they're, they're, I'm watch, I'm watching. I'm kind of following this thing too. I, I didn't get that angle obviously because I if it's got to do with pipelines, I figure you're going to get to the bottom of it. Right, and it always has something to do with pipelines. But I'm 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 still seeing a. Uh, geopolitical thing going on on top of it because you never let a good crisis go to waste totally you, agree yeah you oh, no, use I, it with every possible you oh, use no. every possible thing you can what, what else can you milk out of this deal i mean even we're I believe, using it even we're, I, we're using it just for, for filler yeah we're using it <laughs> exactly in fact we never let these things go to waste so we we're right no. online there. exactly exactly so I'm under the impression and it, and but i believe not everybody's on board and uh, there seems to be dichotomous and I don't know who's behind it, uh, but there's an effort being made to to actually start this Sunni Shiite civil war that they have been working on, uh, and it's it's either the, uh, the the DIA, the CIA, which I actually doubt, mm. but I think the Israeli intelligence for sure, and they're going to do everything they can to trigger it somehow. And and some of the Americans don't like it because we had a, a situation where. Uh, uh, Condoleezza Rice, out of the blue, went to work for CBS. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. which which is, I think is more compromised than ABC, even though you believe ABC is more compromised. Mm, but do. so she comes I on. I do have this clip, and this is the WTF Condoleezza Rice clip where she comes on the show to say, oh, "We have to." The Americans. She's on the in the McCain. Uh, AO camp of, you know, we've got to do something, we've got to do something. I don't know if it's sincere or it's bullcrap, but this is not what's going to happen. U.S. to arm the rebels and impose a no-fly zone on Assad's forces. Former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice is now a CBS News contributor and joins us here this evening. Senator McCain says arm the rebels, impose a no-fly zone. What do you think? Well, there is no doubt that it's time for the United States uh, to make clear that it is going to engage in this effort to stop the uh, difficult situation in Syria and to, pre- to prevent its further spread. It's already spreading across the region. So the United States doesn't have an option of no action. Uh, no-fly zone is an actual military operation. 
And uh, the President of the United States is going to have to decide whether he is willing to apply American military power to this conflict. Uh, but a no-fly zone is clearly an option. Is it worth the possibility of the loss of American life in that operation? Well, you have a situation now in which uh, Syria is becoming uh, the linchpin of a possibly exploding Middle East. When you have Iranian fighters in Syria, when you have Hezbollah in Syria, when you have the Syrians shelling the Bekaa Valley in Lebanon, when you have the Israelis uh, taking out uh, Syrian installations because they fear for Israeli security, you have a very serious situation on your hands. And uh, the United States uh, really doesn't have an option to sit on the sidelines. What's at stake? What is at stake is really the Middle East state system as we know it. And uh, what is at stake is a, a Middle East in which Iran and its allies are on the march into places like Lebanon, destabilizing Jordan and Iraq, and Gulf states like Saudi Arabia and Bahrain. Now, the United States of America has got to be present in this. No other country has the potential, even, to change the dynamics on the ground and to take the initiative in, in the region. Former Secretary of State in the Bush administration, Condoleezza Rice, thanks for being with us. It's a pleasure to be with you. <laughs> By the way, it's Conoco Phillips. What did you say? Conoco. Oh, oh, you know, I, it, I think Normally in some parts of the country is actually pronounced that way. I think, it, I think they might say it. It is Conoco. It. Conoco is the way it's supposed to I think to they say it, it in Texas. It's Conoco. Conoco. There's the guys. But it's Chevron. That's, it's, like, it's like everything. It's like it is the Mac Daddy of Mac Daddies of energy. And so what she said, it's funny. I, I like that a lot because instead of just telling the truth, she's like, uh, he's like, and says like, it's about, you know, energy stuff. She always has that vibrato in her voice, like she's a nervous wreck. <laughs> yeah, uh, or she's about to cry. She didn't use the Al Qaeda meme, though. I kind of missed that. Yeah. Well, so I'm watching uh, the uh, National Treasure PBS NewsHour, mm. and they they shipped Margaret Warner, the, the funny looking woman who's got uh, who's a good reporter. Ola, she should be on radio. They <laughs> ship her to the Middle East to go talk with a bunch of mullahs. Hmm. And they got her, you know, dressed up with a head thing. In the well, it's, it's right in time because, you know, we have the uh, the Iranian green revolution is starting to kick in again, right? So we've, we're we're riling up people and they got people marching in the street. Well, I I thought that when I put these, here's the part, here's her reporter part of it, part one, which is the, I'll tell you what the clip name is so you can get it queued up, but it's the uh, Sumai, about to get hot clip. And she goes over there and apparently, you know, Hezbollah and all these guys are being all riled up. Hezbollah. 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 They, they, they're going to go in there and fight on the behalf of Assad. And this becomes somewhat controversial within the uh, Shiite community. But there's this, the second clip, which we'll play after this one. Actually, I wonder what, what, who's really writing the script for this other guy. But here's just play this and, and listen to what they have to say and tell me that they're not foment somebody. I don't know again, I don't know who it is, but somebody is fomenting uh, a massive civil war within which they, we've not been able to trigger. They tried to do it with the, uh, Iraq, I think was a, an attempt. They couldn't pull it off. Uh, I think this we may be getting there finally. For us, we don't slaughter people. We're not savages like them. The main element of Hezbollah's narrative to his constituency is that the fight in Syria is a preemptive war. Rhonda Slim of the New America Foundation, author of a forthcoming book on Hezbollah.
Hezbollah, Hezbollah says Nasrallah is casting this as a necessary war of prevention. It's better for us Shias and Hezbollah to fight them inside <laughs> Syria instead of waiting for them to come to our back doors. And are Shia here buying that? So far, the majority of the Shias, and particularly the core constituency of Hezbollah, has bought lock, stock, and barrel into this narrative. Not all, however. One of Hezbollah's founders, Sheikh Supi al-Tufaili, says Nasrallah is simply doing the bidding of his patron Iran. The truth is, Hezbollah is ordered to defend the regime. The party knows, and all its leadership know, that this decision is wrong and destructive, and that it would put an end to the party. Despite this, the party had to accept the Iranian decision. Unfortunately, if things continue this way, we are heading towards a destructive Sunni-Shiite war. Tufaili, who split from the group more than 15 years ago, said Lebanese Shiites siding with oppressors like Assad will bring disastrous consequences. A war this size will provoke the people and cause the deaths of millions. Going to Syria from this country to participate in this war is indirectly an invitation for others to participate in this war. By others, he meant Sunnis in Lebanon and the wider Middle East. While most yeah, so I, if I can just respond to this, yes, of course, this is the media's job is to, this is why she's being sent over there. Um, and this is why Terry Gross is trying to, you know, do the same thing and with his, with the Israeli shill about the Sunnis and the Shias. The media, the minority mainstream media's job is to help stir this up, whether it's wag the dog or real is irrelevant because we're all watching that while the pipelines are being put in place and the transport is being arranged. So absolutely, John, of course that is. Yeah, but I'm not saying that this is done as a distraction. No, it's, for the pipelines. it's no, it's, this, it's they fun. would love to get this all hell to break. It's loose. great for everybody. Everybody wins. Yeah, it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah, everybody wins except people are getting killed. That's all. Yeah, left and right. But so and the, by the way, it's it's Hezbollah. Hezbollah. You get you, so the next Hezbollah. guy. That now we have a guy who's a who's a Sunni who is another. But he, he has a trimmed beard. It's a funny trimmed beard because it's like a really long beard and it's square at the bottom. Oh. I thought that was odd. That's a cool look. It's it's actually an f- interesting look, but he I I think I always see this guy as a plant because he throws a couple <laughs> of zingers in there that sound to me like somebody at some agency somewhere put in his mouth. Is he with Hezbollah? No, no, he's on the other side. He's the Sunni guy Al-Qaeda. trying to get the Sunnis to come in and kill these Hezbollah. Hezbollah. And, and so they're going to get this thing started in some way, shape, or form. And the way this guy does, this guy's a little pitch, and he's kind of a dead eye guy. You know these guys with dead eyes. <laughs> yeah, you know those guys. Yeah, like you know, the Hez- Hezbollah. Hezbollah. Yeah, I, I Hezbollah. get the Hezbollah. No, but I'm working. No, I'm, I'm I'm practicing Hezbollah. I'm well, just practicing. So he hit this guy's thing, and they listened to it carefully. Most Shias in Lebanon and the region support Assad, and Christians are divided. Most Sunnis support the Western-backed Syrian rebels. Radical Sunnis like Sheikh Ahmed al-Asir in the port city of Sidon has been doing just that, urging his followers to join the Syrian rebels' fight against Assad. Friday, he cited Nasrallah's speech. Nasrallah said, I want you to kill the Sunni who are worse than the Jews to go fight in Syria to fight the rebels. We consider those words launching war against Sunnis throughout the world. 
Asir, who made a recent show of going to the front lines in Syria himself, concedes Lebanese Sunnis assisting the rebels are no match for Hezbollah's reinforcements for Assad. They have more military experience and they have much more developed weapons. We know that our people are not going to make a difference, but it is our duty to send them. So do you think this is turning into a Sunni-Shia war? I consider this a war launched by those Shia groups who have always carried animosity and hatred to the Sunnis throughout history. Hassan Saror of Tripoli, a Sunni, answered the call to help the Syrian rebels. But he and his comrades were attacked by Assad's forces. Most, including his brother, were killed. I went there because all the Sunnis there are being slaughtered and tortured. This is our religious duty, to go and defend our families there. Yeah, I'm, I'm being quiet. I'm listening. I was, I, I guess they left a part out. I was, they must have clipped it at the end because he was going on about how the, uh, they don't have M16s. So we haven't got any M16s. Well, this thing is great for everybody involved except for the actual citizens of these countries. Oh, yeah, no, they're toast. Yeah. Well, most of the smart money, <laughs> no, most no, of the, they're actually the, smart, the, the stuff you put on the toast, I think. The smart money of, of these areas, which is the citizens that have got a clue. They've all left, and they're just living in tents, you know, in Jordan well, me, and other I, can places. Can I ask you a philosophical question? It's about, a miserable situation. Can I ask you a philosophical Now, what is the U.N. in this, by the way? Yeah, go ahead. Well, the U.N. makes up phony baloney reports. They sit on Skype all day. Hey, hey, hey Skype this guy. Okay, hey, hey, how's it going there? Oh, oh, it's horrible. Hold on, write that down. It really sucks. Okay. Uh, uh, philosophical question about war. Would it not make more sense... Instead of using uh, chemical weapons with sarin gas or mustard gas, wouldn't it make more sense to put like LSD in there or something, so that <laughs> so that people are, like really stoned, like just wigged out, and you just and you just walk in and do anything you want, right? <laughs> wigged. And, 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 you could, and you could just round them up. I'm sure they thought of it. I mean, doesn't that make more sense? Why? Do, I mean, I'm I'm okay with the you know grab my country thing, and I I get it. You know, that's just human nature. Humans are evil. But we don't have to kill these people. Just, just drug, just the LSD. I think that would be cool. Oh, I'm on a bad trip, man. Well, I guess you could take a crop duster and fly over the population. Why not? Just- well, no, I mean you can still have it. You know, it should, it should still be an F-16 or a drone. And we got to keep the military-industrial complex. You know, they've got to feed the machine, so it has to be done. You know, with redundant systems and big backup, and but just everything except the actual explosion part. You know, just or the actual. You know, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. all, I'm all for. I think these. I'd be honest about. It, I think a lot of these people are sadists, and they just love just shooting oh, okay. up the place. Well, I think it would be funnier. It would be funnier. <laughs> It'd be a lot funnier. Now, that would just, be true. And it, 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 for the amusement of the American public. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so since we're semi-amused by all this anyway. Think of the reality shows. I mean, the, the idea the of a child rights. beheading someone is just enough to, you know, it's like. But that's not even of, true. They're just making that no, up. No, I know it's, it's not, not true, but I'm saying it's the kind of imagery you, it's like used for amusement purposes to the sick <laughs> public. Yes. Huh. Well, then you look differently at your own little 12-year-old. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh. Chop my head off if he had the chance. Oh, maybe it's to scare your kids. Right? Adults. No, no. Maybe it's to get your kids in line. <laughs> oh, won't somebody please think of the children? Well, the whole thing could be about getting the kids in line. That's possible. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, whatever the case is, this is not looking good. No, no, it's looking great. This is nothing that's going to calm down. We're not going into Syria anytime soon. We're going to let this thing boil over, and hopefully it infects the whole region. And, yeah. You know, that's why we got all these troops in Jordan to protect, because the Jordanians we're very close with, especially the, the king who comes over here all the time and eats at Morton's in San Francisco, I might add. Yeah. Uh, and drives around in a in a, in a huge, I was Wait, there once. Doesn't he eat in Karzai's brother's restaurants? No, no, he eats at the Morton's. <laughs> And he has a big giant escalades with guys with machine guns sticking out of the windows in awesome. the Union Square area. It's it's a, it's a scandal. It is seriously. And he has the diplomatic plates, of course. Uh, no plates. No plates. <laughs> Whatever the case is, this guy's our buddy. And so he, uh, we, we need to protect him. So if this thing boils over, yeah, we we've got, got all those troops sitting there in Jordan, and we can ha- keep the kingdom exactly. from falling. Let's, uh, let's listen to the Wes Clark 7 again so we can tick off the list. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just... He said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. All right, so we, uh, Lebanon, we need that. And Jordan's not on the list. No, of course not. Somalia and Sudan, that's the, that'll be uh, uh, Powers' is, uh her job is to get Somalia and Sudan, and that's when we'll see Clooney coming. But I, I predict the Clooney uh, appearance pretty soon. A reemergence of Clooney. <laughs> I think Clooney. Call Clooney. <laughs> Play the Yeah, no, no, of course. Uh, I'm ready for you. Come on, come on, Mackie. You've got something going on, and you need a distraction. Come on. I've been promised a possible meeting with him. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. And uh, yeah. you had you, the promise will be fulfilled. You'll have a possible meeting. A possible meeting. If I meet him, I'm like, dude, would you just have sex with me? <laughs> I swear to God, I'm. Yeah, we'll take that. care of your buy thing, and they probably will take care of his current urge. <sighs> George, I just want to have cappuccinos with you, like Cuomo. Come on, every woman's thinking it. Please. Um, so there was a. I. I. Sorry, I said so. I'm going to stop doing that. You said so a couple times, and you also said okay at the end of sentences. You're starting to pick that one up. And you are completely clean and devoid of all these problems. No, I thought we agreed that when we saw these errors, we could call the That's other correct. guy out on it. So That's what correct. Are you, now, what are you calling me out on? Calling you out? Well, no, I'm calling you out because I called myself out. You didn't call me out at all. You need to call me out if you're hearing me say "okay" at the end of a sentence. It was, it was during your little pitch. It was too. It was roll on a roll. I'm oh, not going to stop you. I agree. In thank you. Thank you. It's appreciated. But I mentioned it so you can be aware, self-aware. Self-awareness is what we're working on here. I'm not going to play the jingle, but we did receive an interesting piece of email from one of our uh, producers that I would like to summarize because it's a little bit too long to go through the whole thing. And then I received from it from another producer, I received basically just the fact. This is the Obama cocaine uh, analysis email. Ah. Very good email uh, from our producer, RJ. Uh, John Adam, after listening to the remainder of Sunday's show this morning and hearing the piece about Obama on cocaine, an immediate thought came to mind. Is this 
if this was caught, if is this what has caused him to get so strung out before the first debate in October? Also, if he isn't a regular cocaine user, but perhaps he is on speed or even Adderall. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, a little personal background, he says, our producer. I have been on Adderall for over a decade. Dude, share. I can live without it. <laughs> I can live without it, but you go into the normal withdrawal depression state like you would with any other drug, and you're put into an overwhelming lethargic state. You just can't get off your ass. One thing I've learned about this drug is that you have to take a mental vacation every three or four months. After a few months of use, you start to get diminishing returns, and you start to feel the toll the drug takes on your brain. It would seem normal with any drug that you use for an extended period of time uh, where the sole purpose is to alter chemical imbalances. You build up tolerance. Drugs like this are also vasoconstrictors. Uh, which I guess is uh, the uh, the blood vessels. In addition to increased heart rate and blood pressure, you urinate quite frequently after prolonged use. You start to feel physically drained from constant dehydration. You just need a break from stuff before you collapse. So then he does an analysis here of kind of the three to four month window that the president seems to stop taking whatever he's taking. Um, and, and, he, and he points out that it fits kind of perfectly with some of our analysis of the president being completely hammered, uh, stoned out of his brain on the night of Benghazi. But then, and this is what just blew me away. Then, let me just get the, I'm going to need a clip here as well. Yep. I got an email from one of our producers who sent me this, uh, this is an, uh, a pretty recent report Tucked away under a list of medications in the report on President Obama's recent physical exam is an intriguing notation. Quote, jet lag slash time zone management, direct physician prescribed program, occasional Medicaid medication use. And this is written by the uh, president's doctor, Navy Captain Jeffrey Kuhlman. Now, it didn't say what drug the president might be taking to fight the mind-numbing effects of crossing too many time zones, but sleep doctors consulted by this article say one possibility is provigil. Right. That's a common one. It's one used by the Air Force to keep the pilots alert for for 30 or 40 hours straight. Right. So uh, provigil has a very interesting Wikipedia page for modafinil. Which is the uh, the uh, the medical name for it, uh, and it is also often used to help people who are trying to kick addiction to cocaine. Oh, uh, now I didn't know that. So I went looking for provigil commercials. I thought it'd be kind of funny to listen to all the side effects, which includes, by the way, well, uh, there's one side effect which the president has, and I'll you'll you'll get that in this report. Uh, this is ABC News, Diane Sawyer, who um, I think is drunk. She stumbles as usual. And every single report about this drug was similar. But, of course, you know, when you have Diane Sawyer doing it, it's more fun. We want to take you into a kind of secret society, a hidden edge discovered by some very successful Americans. This is the same thing everywhere, this report. It was part of the PR campaign, I guess. A secret society by wealthy Americans who get to take this pill. We discovered sales of a little pill are not just booming. We have traced a 74% increase in these sales in four years. So what is it? Does it work? And what is the risk? And they go into this whole report, John, about ProVigil. It is, this is 
This is fantastic. Here's ABC's Dan Harris. They are all around us, a secret society of the successful. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like exactly what the president would be in? Well, this, there, this, this is secret. a promotion, obviously, for ProVigil. He's the spokesperson. He is the spokesperson for the secret society. The lobbyist yeah. who wakes up at five for two full workouts. Notice he says the lobbyist. Before work. It's amazing. I just don't get it why more people don't know about it. The computer programmer who can now write code for 12 hours at a time. It helps you focus up for exceptionally long periods of time. And the brain researcher finding connections nobody else is seeing. It's just a clear day. The fog isn't there. I love how everyone's voice has changed. Why? Everyone, what difference does it make? It's a, it's a prescription drug you can get a prescription for. I had a prescription for ProVigil. I have used this drug. Can you send me some? No. Why not? It's like 20 bucks a pill. It's the, it's the biggest scam in the world. Let me get... Finish your... And I'm not going to finish them. Go to your doctor and ask him for some. This is not hard to get. It's more fun, a, it's more fun if you give it to me. That's more, I'm not going to... I'm not a drug dealer. Here's the deal. <laughs> Excuse me. Why'd you get all pissed off all of a sudden? What's I'm the just problem? telling you. I'm, I'm getting annoyed by this report because this is obviously a promotional thing. Which which always annoys me when they prevent it as secret society. It's, uh, I'll tell you what, and by the way, JC has studied this stuff to death. So I, I'm going to give you the rundown on the pill from a reality point of view. Before you do that, can I ask you, do you know what the one side, besides the fact that your brain will fry, which they don't mention. It makes what, you go mad. It makes you go crazy. No, I don't what, know. What is the one side effect? It makes you rash. Much. I rash, have no idea. A rash, skin well, rash. Oh, I have. Which the president oh, consistently oh. has, according to his medical report. Oh, that's interesting. He well, then he might be using right. ProVigil. You're cr- uh, you're cra- don't get so excited because when you get excited, then the Skype connection craps out. Okay, well, I'm thinking that if he's if it's just Pro, I doubt it. I why why do you doubt that he's not in the secret society? No, no, I'm not. I'm sure he uses ProVigil constantly. Yeah, but I think he's that's that's you don't party on ProVigil. No, 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 no. Please don't get me wrong. He's still this. Remember. ProVigil is used for people who are trying to kick the cocaine habit. So the way you do it is you party on cocaine and then like, oh, man, I've never done coke. Actually, I did uh, once recently and it was like, what? That's what it is. That's stupid. And it's like, what a waste, John. Big waste of time. <laughs> and then you and then so the next day you're like, oh, what is this crap? Which, of course, is normally when I guess you would go, oh, let's do some more coke. But no, instead you take the ProVigil, you see, and that carries you over without all the nasty effects of, like, cost. What? Yeah, I, I suppose it's possible. So the guy's on, I, on Coke, weed, and ProVigil. I think, I still think there's a missing element here, and I'm going to base this, would you have, do you want to finish the report? Um, if you think it's fun, if you want to, I mean, you're just going to get more annoyed. It's just a promotion. Okay, it's a promotion for ProVigil. ProVigil, by the way, is now in the public domain. Yes. And they, they got a new one. And by the way, here's a new trick by the drug companies. They took ProVigil, the guys who were going to make generic. The the drug company that makes ProVigil bought the generic company. Yeah, they do this the all the time. generic yeah. is actually now more expensive than the new version. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this What's your point? They get away with this. What's your point? So anyway, so here's the deal with Pro, ProVigil is... Uh, Apparently, you can't really learn. You, 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 the learning part of the brain stops working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all you are are awake. 
That sounds like our president. So you ju- you're not learning. You can't learn anything because it just shuts, kind of shuts that down. This is the J.C. Buzzkill Jr. dug this up. But you're awake. So it's not good for, like, studying. So it's not it's not a college drug. Adderall is the drug that you take if you want to study. Yes. If you want to well, hold if on, you're hold on. Let take, me, I'm taking take a long I'm, ta- I'm taking notes. Adderall for learning. Okay. Yes. If you want to take hold, a long know, hold, drive. Hold on. Stop, or, stop, stop. Call me back on Skype because I can't it, I can't stand this cutting out. Call me back and tell someone to stop doing whatever they're doing. Nobody's here. Yeah, well, you're doing something. I hate that. Right when we get into, so let me just write this down. Adderall is for learning. Okay, Adderall is for. Oh, this is horrible. Don't you think it'd be better if you called me back? Yeah, this is this is even worse. Like it makes a difference. You know what I really dislike? No. That that when you use Skype for Windows, the default is to use like your phone number. It's, the default is not call the person on Skype. The default is call this person's phone. It's oh, insulting. Uh, it's insulting. All right, so Adderall is for learning. Yeah, and wait, Provigil Coke, is wait for one good thing only. Coke is for partying. Hold on. Partying right, Coke with, is for partying hookers. and sex. Hookers. Well, after a while, I understand that it doesn't work anymore. If you do it too I, much, then the, the sex is no good. I would assume it didn't because you wouldn't care. Right. Uh, Provigil is for driving. Can you hear me? Yep. Provigils for driving a truck. Oh, for truckers. Okay. So Coke and is it's for- probably a <laughs> lot safer for them to be driving a truck uh, with Provigil than they are on Benzedrine. Yeah, no, for sure. And then we also have, uh, for sleeping, t- the downer is Tamazepam. Oh, is that safe? I take it all the time. <laughs> I don't need anything to sleep. I fall asleep sitting in a chair and get old. I'm telling you, you're going to die in the chair. You'll be one of those people. Be 98, and he died. Well, I'm going to die in the saddle in the chaise lounge. And he died on his chaise, chaise yeah, lounge. Yeah, well, chaise lounge is going to be in the saddle. Unfortunately, so, we so didn't anyway, find so him. Pro Vigil is a useful drug if you need to stay awake. Um, that's about it. Well, stay awake and stay productive. Yeah, you can do, you can clean around and without being on on something which I which is the one we've left out. I'm going to bring it up now. Meth. Right. Well, now, well, meth is just the cheap person's version of not necessarily. There was a really good article in the in in the National Enquirer, and we know that that's one of the few true journalistic outlets that actually does does their job. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, on how Kennedy. Yes, that he, that he got had, shot had up with meth. Right. Feel good. Who would shoot him up with methadrine constantly? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And one time he overdosed him at the Carlisle Hotel. It's in this. You can go look it up on the web. Yeah. On the Carlisle Hotel, and Kennedy went nuts, took off all his clothes, to started running around the uh, lobby, not the lobby, but the hallways of the of those. That's like the Coney rooms. guy. The Coney guy did that. Yeah. Huh. So meth is the other. Are you one, John? Just one second. Are you? Did you? Did you click on something? Are you running any program on your computer? Because this is what I'm hearing. You. No. There's nothing running. There's no, like, something in your system tray. No. Uh, let me take a look at uh, If you want to put in or pause the recording, I will go check something. Yeah, please. It, it, it All of a sudden, it just started, and it can't just be the Skype. It might straighten up all right, now. All right. It's all fixed now? I don't know. 
Is JC so. doing is flood pinging someone? <laughs> yeah, stop. Now it's fine. Whatever it was, it was fine now. Well, apparently I got to do some uh, some uh, port forwarding. Anyway, <laughs> not during the show though, please. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, where was I? Oh, I was going to drug run now. Okay, yeah. so here's what I'm thinking: the White House. And I guess it's, Kennedy had this Dr. Feelgood, and there's no reason to suspect that everyone who's ever gotten this job, that's why they term white, had, hasn't got a doctor in there doping them up. Hey, Bon Jovi has a doctor doping them up. I mean, please, this is what this is what happens when this is a stressful occupation. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You, you need it. So they're doped up, and I still believe that apparently, according to the way this article was written, that they, these guys are these meth shots. Uh, really, you know, they really enjoy it, I guess. I'm telling you, this is Obama's probably doped up on all kinds of stuff. I'm sure he's on ProVigil. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try the ProVigils. I think that's an interesting experiment. It's, it's a, uh, here's the problem with ProVigil. Why did you yes. have it? If you don't mind me asking a personal medical question since you brought it up. If I take a long drive, I always take it. Oh, okay. Got it. Makes sense. Truck driver. I don't want to fall asleep and kill myself. I, I just gonna. I just had this visual of you with the eyes like ah, with your no, hands it's, clenching it's actually, the steering wheel. It's actually amazingly. It's a great product. I'll tell you this. Great. It has is it great a, or outstanding? It's an outstanding product. It doesn't make you buzz. It wow. doesn't get you wow. wired. This is this is a very big. Uh, this is a very big endorsement. No, it's a big. It's a it's a good product. It, the first couple of times you use it. It, it makes you it makes you feel like your brain has got an itchy, but after we just boom, that goes away really quickly. But anyway, it's, hey, I kids. would recommend if you're taking a cross country drive and you want to be alert. Now you tell me two <laughs> two hot pocket tours, and now you tell me, hey kids, we brought this up on the show three years ago. Uncle John says Provigil's great. We brought it up three years ago. You weren't paying attention. So um, no, I, I didn't because I forgot to take my Adderall. That's why I wasn't paying attention to your. The drawback is it's a ripoff. <laughs> okay, how about coffee? Does that was coffee it, work? <laughs> coffee is not as good and gives you the jitters. And by the way, coffee is now in the DSM in DSM five. Coffee addiction is an actual uh, treatable disease. What do you mean treatable with tea? No, with Provigil, of course. <laughs> Duh. Seriously, I'm not kidding, John. It's in there. Coffee addiction you is in You take ProVigil. You take, wait a minute, to, for a 50-cent cup of coffee because you're addicted to it, you take a $20 pill? Let's see. <laughs> coffee addiction. DS. I'm telling you, it's in there. Uh, coffee addiction, the withdrawal, the withdrawal of caffeine addiction. Here, it's mental disorder. Let me see what number it is. I think it's... Uh, Classified as mental disorder number twenty nine. I don't make this stuff up. This is it, it is funny. Oh, thank you. I got an ad for Revlon. That's right. It's exactly what I'm looking for. Hey, that that targeting is working. <laughs> targeting is so poor. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, How long are they going to get away with the bogus targeting meme and the stuff that makes your browser slow down to a crawl? Because it's got all this crap working. Yeah. Uh, okay, I can't find the article. Um, but yeah, no, of course, you're going to get prescribed with uh, with ProVigil or something of, of that ilk. ProVigil came out originally as a pill for people who are narcoleptic. And and they swear by it. They, they have to take it all the time. Yeah. 
And it works. Uh, but there's no no actual studies of long-term use, is there? I wouldn't use anything long-term. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, the, 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 the study would be of nar- narcoleptics who have to take this stuff constantly. Well, I liked it very much. I thought it was a fantastic uh, discovery that the president uh, has the rash and that the... Uh, he must be taking it a lot. Well, yeah. Of course. It's like you got to take it every single day. And then, of course, you know, you, you have to stop the doctor's orders. All right, man, you got to stop. You got you get you, you're going to look all bug eyed and crap. You got to you got to you got to stop this for the debate. And then he, and he and he stopped for the debate and he was completely he looked totally like a day after drug user. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, yeah, that well. first debate, he was terrible. Yeah. And then after that, they're like, all right, well, we're not going to try that anymore. Now, are we, Barry? No. OK. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, look at the. Modafinil. Look at the uh, look at the description in the book of knowledge. It says right there, it's uh, for people who are trying to kick the cocaine habit. Hmm. It's what you use on your off day. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's a all round drug. Did you see Hillary? By the way, speaking of uh, red books, did well, you see her at the fashion awards? She looks. A lot of people think she. I think she had a neck job. Yes. Uh, her but neck should be her sagging face, like a her. Her face is all like puffy. It's all puffy. It's, I know this look. Come on, I, I have a sixty-four-year-old ex-wife. I know this look. Job. Yeah, I think they screwed up on the left side of her face because her smile now kind of uh, goes uh, creepy no. looking. It's almost no, no. like let yeah. me tell you. No, let me tell you. This is very very difficult to do. And the thing that, that uh, women who get older who get this, these procedures have, and I'm speaking from 100% experience, just not on myself. Oh, but by the way, I don't think we, we mentioned – we think she's had a facelift. Yeah, facelift. Uh, well, we predicted this. We predicted she would oh, go away, uh, and first she had right. the eye job done, which was the whole, oh, I, I, I fell down, I hit my head, and now I'm wearing – and I'm going to the eye doctor. We had yeah, the, wearing we had, sunglasses oh, for a few weeks. Yeah, which also because you get black eyes and all kinds of bruising from the face job. But the hardest, what what women who get older that they really hate is these creases in their cheeks because, it, you know, it's not cute after a while because you have kind of the chipmunk like look, but then you get creases all around the right. uh, all around it's the terrible bumps. looking. Oh, it's not a good look, and it's just. But it's part of getting older, and women are still beautiful even if they have that. In my personal opinion, <laughs> just no pearly necklace for you. Um, but but they're inserting stuff, and it's very, very difficult to get the symmetry right. And I agree with you. Left side, uh, particularly when the light hits it, because this is a, a picture taken on stage, which is really where you see these things or not, um, it's either I, – I don't think it's ever going to be turn out right. I mean, I, I've seen this. It's like they'll get a little buildup of tissue in there that just won't really – be symmetrical with the other side. So you're going to see, here's my prediction, you're going to see Hillary taking pictures only of the right side of her face. She will never do left side, and it will uh, and it will all be never uh, uh, full on. It will always be profile. Fact. This is how it works. By the way, this outfit she was wearing from Oscar de la Renta, it made her look like a freaking Oompa Loompa. <laughs> I mean, this is not a, an outstanding outfit. This horrible, horrible outfit. The Oscar should be vilified for that. Did you see the photo uh, 
It's on that same Daily Mail article. If you go down, the guy who won best uh, male uh, <laughs> right. that's, that's the look. I, I when I saw that picture, I'm like, oh, that's the look John should have with the pants yeah, cut off. Right. <laughs> okay, cut off pants, shoes with no socks, a little dinky bow tie that's crooked, and this guy wins the award for best male. Uh, <laughs> and his pants are cut off above the knee. <laughs> It's idiotic. <laughs> but then I was shocked to see uh, Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. He, he looks like he looks like uh, the guy from The Simpsons. What is it? Mr. Burns. Is he the one that wants to marry his cat? No, the old the nuclear guy, the the old evil guy. No, I'm oh. talking about one of these big designers Ralph, just came no, out. No, was... no, you're talking about Karl Lagerfeld. No. Oh right, Lagerfeld. <laughs> Why do I know this? Ah, I've lived with too many women. <laughs> Ah, I need ProVigil, so I stop learning these things. So what is the deal with Lagerfeld <laughs> wanting to marry his cat? Nobody thinks oh, this is really no, strange. I, no, I can explain this. This is all about the gay marriage thing in Paris. These guys are all in Paris. In Paris, you know, a million people are burning down Paris because they don't like the idea of gay marriage. And then, of course, the fashion industry all goes into a tizzy and like, well, we can't have that. I'm just, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to marry my cat. It's just, yeah, you, it's, that may be an explanation. No, it is the explanation. I know this world. It's so stupid. I'm going to marry my cat. I know what I'm going to I'm just going to marry my cat. I'll show those stupid French. Because they're all in France. They're all, this is what they do. Uh, uh. So I got one. I got an Ask Adam. Let's take a break. Oh, hold on a second. Uh, do I have a jingle? Uh, oh, what is I got to fix my Mac. It's hanging. Ask Adam. Ask Adam. Yeah. That really uh, sucks. Yeah, sorry. That's all. So I let's find. go with the question. What does uh, the question is? Uh, we know that the uh, Chinese call their army the People's Liberation Army. PLR. What do, PLA. What do they call their navy? What do they call their navy? So if it's the People's Liberation Army, uh, you would think it would be the People's Liberation Navy. However. This being an Ask Adam, I'm suspicious that it may not be the correct answer. Well, let's play the clip. The South Korean top military chief will also visit China's North Sea Fleet, based in Qingdao, later this afternoon. The NSF is one of the three fleets <laughs> of the People's Liberation Army Navy, where China's first aircraft carrier Liaoning and nuclear-powered submarines are based. North Sea Fleet? No, the answer is the. You didn't even listen to the clip. I the did. answer is the People's Liberation Army Navy. I didn't get it from that clip. Yeah, it's in there. <laughs> I need my Adderall. The South Korean top military chief will also visit China's North Sea Fleet, based in Qingdao, later this afternoon. The NSF is one of the three fleets of the People's Liberation Army Navy, where China's <laughs> okay. first aircraft carrier Liaoning and nuclear-powered submarines are based. Well, I have failed. Clearly. The PLAs, they run everything. So they run the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines. So it'll be the People's Liberation Army Air Force. People's <laughs> Liberation Army Navy. I thought that was an educational part of the show. Yeah, uh, it's highly appreciated. And Very I think few was... people know that, but now they do. Yeah, you get later. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda in the morning. Thank a few people who helped us for show 519. We got 520 coming up. 520. You know what Five. that means? 
Uh, what does that mean? I don't know. It must what, mean something. 520? What do you mean 520? Five, show next show is 520. Oh, our show 520, right, and and which will be on 6-9. Uh, there you have it. Interesting. 69-69 coming Swazzle up next enough. show. Very nice. It's the time to do it. Ryan Miller, oh great, Milleru, 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 Milleru. I would say it's Milleru in London. Milleru. A new donor. Your show regularly has laugh out loud moments, but your piece on Mokhtar Mokhtar on show five one seven really takes the cake. Oh. Your last episode is what I needed to move from pre donor to pre boner to from pre boner to donor. No, he's pre oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I've got to say generally that your recent episodes have been stellar. Take, for example, Adam's coverage of Microsoft's latest finger-friendly <laughs> product. <laughs> His explosive laughter at the end of that piece sealed the deal. As a general guide, an excellent no-agenda show is one where Adam laughs a lot. Okay. When, when Adam laughs, I systematically laugh as well. Hey. I would like to also mention how John's personality complements Adam's. <laughs> the no agenda show wouldn't be right without either of you two guys. We're like Ebony, huh. we're like Ebony let me write, and Ivory. Let me write that down. Hold yeah. on. No, you write that down. And I'll sing the song. Ebony and Ivory go together in perfect See, now that, harmony. We don't want to encourage this kind of thing. Brian Earhart in, uh, in uh, Parts Unknown, sent a note in. Hold on a second. Rather than renew my Audible Club account... This is not this. Uh-oh. I'm sending this $149.50 to the best podcast in the universe as an annual subscription fee. Wow. Thanks for the excellent insight and entertainment. Okay. Thank you, Brian. No, thank you very much. It's very, very kind. And a great Chris, idea. I mean, it, it, it's kind of, you know what, that, I like that because we're beating out a true competitor. That is, in fact, exactly. That's true. Uh, Christian or Sir Christian Herzog in Elwood, Illinois, came in with eighty-seven thirteen with the seventy-threes. He's also known as Kansas City Nine. Yuck, John, yuck. <laughs> or as the professionals would say, Kilo Charlie Niner, Yankee Juliet Yankee. None of this stupid. You know, I, I, if a ham does that, I, I'll just like, yeah, I can't talk to you. Yeah, yeah, Joachim Terhar. Hey, Joachim, that's Mickey's brother. Again, he's back. That's he, Mickey's brother. Well, it's uh, it's a long story. Okay, seventy but, bucks. But uh, he he uh, he listens to the show at the. He has his own company. At I don't the think. I don't, yeah, I don't think he's he even running. Pipe his, it in through this to the PA system. No, he, he 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 just pretends like he's working, but he's not. He's just listening to the show. <laughs> That's good. That's what everyone should do. He just got All right, he, here we go. He just here got we go. married though. He's got. He's got. And I, I want to. So he threw in an extra penny, but I'll actually give him. Uh, Oops. The hell happened there? I don't know. You hit the mac and cheese. Let's do the mac and cheese. You can't use the mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Macaroni and cheap cheddar melted together. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. 69. dudes. There we go. Sorry, I hit the wrong button, but I felt it. Gavin in Forrester's Beach, New South Wales, Australia. First time donor, long time boner. Sixty nine, sixty nine. John Toretta in Pasadena, California. Uh, six nine, six nine. Kevin Webb in Carrollton, Texas. Uh, six nine, sixty nine. I don't know if you got his ring or not. We'll work on that. Michelle Cart, Cartmel, Michelle in West Bank, BC. 
And by the way, this is a donation on behalf of my husband, Adriel, for his birthday. Aw. He turns the big three O, and he needs she needs some karma because yeah. a kitty broke a leg. Aw, well here's the karma, and he's on the list. You've got karma. Okay, that's it. Short but oh, sweet. Oh, that's it! Wow. Sixty nine. Well, Sixty nine, dude. If it wasn't for our niner 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 night, this would have been a bad a bad day. But yes, it would have been. But we should mention that sixty nine is the day on Sunday. Yes. So. People jump on that. It will be a day of swazzle enough for all. Ryan Wolf in Covington. You know, the record for 69-69 is 22. And Miss Mickey will be coming back Sunday, so maybe. You hope. Uh, <laughs> hey, thanks for being so positive. Junk- well, I'm just saying, you know, what happened junkie. last time can happen again. You pro-vigil junkie, you. She could be pulled aside. <laughs> well, she'll get pulled aside, no doubt. She has to get a stamp on her parole document. Parole. Yeah. Ryan Wolf and Co. You got to save that and frame it. Yep. Ryan Wolf in Covington, Virginia, 6666. Birthday coming up. Scott Olson, San Diego, California, 5633. Um, and you'll get a karma at the end of the show. Jack, or end of the donation segment. Jack, Jack Mangano in Avondale, Arizona, uh, 5432. John White in Jackson, Tennessee, 5190. Jeffrey Gerlach, Sir Gerlach to you. That's actually Sir Dr. Sharkey uh, in uh, Tennessee. John, Oh, Sir, Doc, Sir Dr. Sharkey? Oh, yeah. so it is. Yeah, see, so it is. see now we, we have new personnel working on the spreadsheet, and we're kind of missing some of the titles. It's very difficult. But I, I think he put it in his note, so it should be reflected. In the B column. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's my point. Sir Gerlach in Alamo, California, once again, 5150. Uh, now he's closed uh, his new home in Lincoln, California. May I request my barony to be of Placer County, Cal? So he's a baron. He wants Placer County oh. as his barony. I think oh. we could give him that. Hold on a second. This is also not on the list. Well, we don't necessarily renounce those in the. Yes, we do. We've been doing it. We've been announcing title changes. Absolutely. Okay, well, he's got a plaster. He's now the Baron of Placer County, which is. Baron of. How do you. Baron of Chipmunks and Woods. Placer County? How do I spell that? P L A C E R. P L A C E R. Also, wine's grown up there. Not much, but some. So for the Dutch uh, listeners, Placer stuff. (laughs) What is that? Why did you giggle? (laughs) Because. Placer County just sounds funny in Dutch. Oh, well, why, why? Because a plusser means your penis. If you're oh. like, if you're like nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why you giggle. Yeah, right? exactly. Funny. I, I know. I live in Placer County. I get it. <laughs> nobody, nobody. Now everyone knows it's in Placer County. At least, where Gerlach is the is the baron of the penis of the California. There are at least five people who are now crashing their cars or laughing out very loud in the tram. Yeah. Uh, Cliff T in La Grande, Oregon, fifty thirty three. Um, we're lamenting the fact he wanted to point out that Oregon is the 33rd state, so he's calling out all of Oregon boners to start contributing $33 oh, or get the $33 subscription. Right. Aaron Huber in, in Israel, 50. Oh. Brett Farrell, as usual, in Oklahoma, Oklahoma, 50. And you are Anthony Rodriguez in Waynesboro, Virginia, 50. Uh, Matthew Januszewski in Chicago, 
50 help simply helpful LLC uh, in uh, is in for 50 and that concludes there was the one I by the way the uh, simply helpful said 1111 uh, monthly subscribers stepping up great shows recently the more analysis you do the better the shows are that's a nice note I don't want to skip over that there's a, I think the spreadsheet skipped over a couple up higher after Michelle there was Ryan Wolf in Covington Virginia they get that but I don't remember mentioning good man chronicle dot com with 66 or 5678. I don't even. Where, oh no! I, no, I, I, maybe see these spreadsheets. These crappy spreadsheets from Microsoft. When you click down, you know, it's not, it suddenly page uh, up yeah. a couple of notches. You notice yeah. that too, right? It happened on yours. And I'm not even using. I'm using Open Office, and it does. Yeah. That. Hello, stolen code. Yeah, you're right. Is, isn't there? Isn't there like a do not snap? There must be a do not snap thing we can. We can set. It must be stolen. I, I'll just again mention Scott Olson in San Diego for fifty six thirty three because I. I know we got uh, Jack Mag Mangano. Okay. All right. All I right. think so, that's all of them. All right. So um, that, this is the most annoying feature of this thing. <laughs> and thank you. And very the fact that it happens on yours means there's stolen code. Yeah. Who stole the code from who? And thank you very much, Eric the Shill, for uh, for doing the spreadsheet. Uh, my comments are are just constructive. Let's see in the in the, in the chat room. No, he's not in the chat. But I, but you know, Eric's you know he's doing this. I you know. It's not. He's not doing it for the money. Let's put it that way. So I, you know, but then I just notice these things, and I know how it is. And he's sitting at home, and he's listening, and then he's like, "Yeah, I see. Curry, you could have done that with Buskill Junior because he doesn't listen to the show anymore. <laughs> Buskill Junior didn't care. He was like, whatever. Yeah. So what's your problem? He said, I don't give a shit about what you talk about, Curry. I'm like, yeah, I'm too busy researching drugs. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Uh. Anyway, thank you all very much. This is highly appreciated. Certainly our monthly uh, subscribers, and it's nice when people step up and continue to press scroll lock, then press up and down, says Void Zero. It will scroll the page. I don't have a scroll lock on the Mac. Uh. No, what is, oh, wait, give he says me that. Press, press scroll lock. Scroll. Oh, what, yeah, the key that everyone uses. And, and. <laughs> Where is that? I don't have that on my keyboard. Well, what, what is it? What Then what? And then press up or down arrow, I guess. Oh. And? It makes it go up and down in a normal kind of a way. Oh. But you got to have a, it's a two, it's a two finger operation. It's stupid. Let me write that down. That is, what is the time code? 209. A two finger operation could be a good show opener. I like that. Dumb. <laughs> it's a two finger operation, I tell you. Uh, so thank you all very much. Uh, please uh, be with us for Sunday. 520 is the episode number. Swazelnoff69 will be 69 will be the date. Go to... Featured. Dvorak.org slash N-A. For today, Michelle Cartmel says happy birthday to her husband, Adriel, or Adriel. I think Adriel would probably be better. He turned uh, 30 on the 4th, and that's a very nice birthday gift indeed. And Orion Wolf, a belated happy birthday to himself. He turned the magic number of 33. Happy birthday from your pals here at the best podcast in the universe. It's your and then we have uh, Sir Gerlong, of course, uh, who became the Baron of uh, Plusser County. Yuck, yuck. And uh, we have uh, now this Greg Brunsell. I thought he was already a knight. That's what I thought. So no, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, 
because he's on the list for a knighthood, but I don't think that's correct. I thought Sir Greg Sir Greg sent us an email and just said he wanted it addressed that uh, we didn't uh, well, we thank him. We weren't calling him a knight. Yeah, which is part of the product. And the, Right, right. I think you're right. I remember the note. Did Greg send say, hey, where's my sir? Yeah. He's yeah. on his way to barony. Yes. And then he's like, hey, you know, how come you thank me for my donation but not as Sir Greg Brunsell? And I agree. This is a problem. Yeah. Well, it's true. Yeah. No, he was. And that this he shouldn't be on this list unless okay. you want to reunite him. No. But I do That's want to uh, not – do you have your sword? We haven't used it in, what, two months? Here it comes. It's a, a little bit rusty. Ooh, rusty. All right. Please. Uh, Sir Long Rock. I, I, I just have to say his name is Long Rock. Step forward as uh, you have become a member of the exclusive Niner 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 Nightclub. We hereby pronounce the Sir Long Rock of the Sierra Nevada. Welcome to the round table. For you, sir, hookers and blow, rempoise and chardonnay, hot pants and booze, long-haired, heavy metal guys and scotch, wenches and beer, rubinous women and rosé, gushes and sake, bock and little bong hits of bourbon and sparkling cider escorts, and mutton and mead. Uh, here so we should for you. Throw a, uh, general karma out to everybody, including I want to read this little note from Jack, mm-hmm. which he's moving back east from the hellhole of Arizona, so he needs a karma shot for his dad and to get there safe for a house to sell. It's a decent for some decent cash. Also, a little girl shut up already at science on top of the karma. Okay, so he wants a Dr. Kiki and he wants an LGY, and I'm also going to uh, uh, send this. Uh, obviously, it's to everyone who donated. I'm also sending it out to. Uh, at least Garling, uh, who is uh, going out to take care of her uh, her mother, and uh, she's been a big, uh, strong supporter of the show, uh, along with uh, lovely uh, alcoholic beverages she sends in the mail. Shut up already! Science, karma. Yay! There you go. Uh, so, please step up for us on Sunday. Yes, please. It is. Uh, it is necessary. That we ask these things. Otherwise, you're going to be playing more Beavis and Butthead clips like this one here where we are Beavis and Butthead as we listen to this clip and giggle. For this game one matchup, let's send it downstairs to Susanna Collins, who's outside of the Blackhawks dressing room. Good evening, Susanna. Hey, Pat. Well, the second season starts tonight, and this Blackhawks team is ready. All season long, they have been saying that this is the season that matters. And despite the fact that they've had such a tremendous amount of sex during the re- during, of success during the regular season, uh, clinching the President's Trophy... <laughs> yeah, she said sex. Really, uh, and you brought that to the table. Yep. Got an email from. Well, I got it. Okay, let me do it. We'll just keep it light for a little bit. No, I don't want to keep it light. I got other things to do. Okay, I got a good one. If then. you want to keep it light, turn on E. No, here's one. This is the. Tell what? me who this Hold woman is. Why do we, Why do we need to keep it light? I don't get it. I'm. I, we've... I want to just. I'm just. We're just going to wind back into the show. This is not that light. This is about this is from the C-SPAN, the F-35 discussion on what to do about the fact that this thing is over. You know, this is a joke, this this jet. Yeah, it doesn't fly. It doesn't fly. It doesn't work. And they can't get it finished. And it's overdue and it's over budget and everything. So there's, there's, a, there's a Democrat representative in California named Loretta Sanchez. Who, who's the, apparently been reelected so many times that she's like a, one of the top, you know, she, so she can yak as long as she wants to. So I have a kind of a long clip here, but I, she reminded me of somebody. And she, tell me you agree and who I clipped in at the end so you can kind of get the con- comparison and contrast of this woman discussing the F-35 
and uh, rambling in some odd way, saying absolutely nothing and sounding pretty much like an idiot and looking like one curiously. Uh, I'd like to uh, speak to Miss Duckworth's amendment. Gentlelady is recognized for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, it is true that we have on this subcommittee taken a really hard look and will continue to take a hard look at the um, production, the development and the production of the F-35. As you know, it's our only production plane um, scheduled for the next 20 to 30 years. And it does have a great number of our allies included in the buy as we move forward. Um, the last year has seen significant improvement in uh, in the development and the production of um, the F-35. However, we also have to recall that this program is seven years behind schedule and 70% over cost at this point. So we have to ask ourselves, how do we, how do we, for, how do we move forward in a program that we need but ensure that we're getting what we need? And Ms. Duckworth's amendment is really about putting the pressure in particular on Lockheed Martin, who's the prime, and everybody else. And so I can appreciate Mr. Vesey's concerns. And as you know, um, these are always difficult issues. But this really is about how do we continue to ensure that the contractors who are developing and building this are doing it in a way that is successful for us. That's what we're talking about here. I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, okay. some people out there in our nation don't have maps. And uh, I believe that our ed education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should... Uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much, South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm yeah. It's a long way to go for the joke. Yeah, I know. But this woman, I, I couldn't find a good place. To, she just, she was, I, I, how do these people get elected? And then re-elected. And then re-elected. Well, it's just beyond me. That's because everyone's on pro-vigil. They're awake but not learning. Apparently not. So, you know, stop taking the pro-vigil. Get yourself some Adderall. It's the learning drug. And then once we get these bitches out, let's party on coke. There you have it. That's kind of the Democrat approach. So Stacy sent me... Uh, actually, I should... Uh, should do this. Stacy sent me uh, uh, an email. I'm just going to play the closer from now on. Ooh, very nice. Perfect pitch, too. And uh, she just moved to Austin. Uh, she left, I think, what was it California? I can't remember where she left. Uh, she was a psychotherapist who started practicing in 2005. And she got so so disappointed with the. She actually she studied psychopharmacology, the whole DSM and the and the whole subscribe prescribing drugs for kids. She just she got so fed up with it. She left <laughs> left the profession, oh. left left medicine altogether. Has moved to Austin and is trying to uh, find herself, uh, <laughs> or something like that. Is this one of your dinner dates? No, I don't know her. This is an email. Uh, no, she showed up on email, very long emails. I'm not going to read uh, her email, uh, 
but she has been uh, she's intimate involvement with kids and um, with how kids are being treated in schools and what they're being taught the whole slave training thing that we've been kind of looking at um, and she said her son's school alone has had five lockdowns this year alone five lockdowns drills which is just the, the slave training is 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 out of control and before I get to that, I'd like to play you an example of what these lockdowns are like and how they're being how your children are being used as props for the cops to train. The test started with a report of a man with a gun at the middle school. Students practiced disarming the suspect and helping emergency crews get control of the situation. By the way, they're not practicing any disarming. They're practicing cowering in the corner. Another scenario involves students being held hostage on a school bus. Organizers call the drill an important lesson for all involved. <laughs> for students, first of all, to experience it and for the first responders to actually respond to it. So they're seeing exactly how they're going to feel, how they're, it's going to work together when they actually um, respond to a disaster. Or the drill was mostly paid for with federal grants from Homeland Security. Any chance we can get a suspect description for Larry, Larry or something? I keep seeing somebody that thinks a suspect, but I can't verify. SWAT was on the ground and choppers were in the air at Eatonville Middle School today. This school shooting drill also included a school bus takeover. Organizers said it's important to practice these scenarios. That way they can be ready to respond if the worst case becomes a reality. So I've been receiving nothing but emails about this stuff. Just, just so many uh, giant voice systems. We've got, uh, oh, someone sent me from, uh, what was it, the... Um, university was that john it was uh, uh let me see it was unc university of north carolina yeah about their emergency drill on the 19th there will be crisis actors will be there i mean they're getting the full the full blown deal oh. but it's funny because he said you me, to, they should be charging admission if, <laughs> yeah if you go to um alert carolina.unc.edu it's hilarious because on that page it says I need to I need to do the giant voice system for this. <clears throat> the university is currently operating under normal conditions. That is all. You see this page? The university is currently operating under normal conditions. All right, thanks. This thanks. is dumb. This is like that. That's that, that. Those uh, remember the, the airports used to have red, yeah, it's, the orange. It's the same thing. It's back again. It's back. All right. So back to the email. Um, she this said, university should be ashamed of itself. Oh, yeah. So Stacy sends me um, a couple of scans. Actually, they're photos, not scans. Um, of, I think this is her friend's second grader came home with this book. Uh, and I presume this is in Austin. Let me see. Oh, no, this is uh, Alabama. So I guess it's her friend in Alabama. Her second grade. How old is a second grader, John? Uh, let's see, 11, 10, 9, 8, I think. 8? Yeah, I think so. And uh, so she sent me 1, 2, 3, 4, hmm, like 10 pictures. And this is... Uh, Actually, maybe 7. 7. Could be 7-year-old. I'm sorry. It's Connecticut. Oh, my God. It says in collaboration... Oh, of course, Connecticut. Yes. In collaboration with Alabama Center for... It's in collaboration... With the, with the Alabama Center for Law and Civic Education, I don't know who that is. I'm just reading the booklet. Uh, the Connecticut Secretary of State and Connecticut Chief State's Attorney Office is called Play by the Rules, Connecticut Laws for Youth. And by the way, 
play by the rules is trademarked. I see a little TM. Wow. Play by the rules trademarked. This is bogative. Civics First Inc. presents Play by the Rules. So it has a couple things. And now this is being given to second graders. So this is the slave training. Yeah, for seven and eight year olds. It's disgusting. What is sexual assault or rape? This is disgusting, these little kids. Sexual assault or rape is forced sexual intercourse with another person. Sexual assault is also any sexual intercourse. Do the people that put these programs together, are they even married with children? Do they have a clue? Consensual or not, with a person under the age of 13, provided there is at least a two-year age difference between the individuals. If the victim is over the age of 13 but under the age of 16, there must be at least a three-year age difference between the individuals. These kids are learning how to read. Why are they getting this kind of bull crap? This is complicated. What is public indecency? What? Public I'm just reading. This is on a second grader? Yes. Public indecency occurs when a person engages... Public indecency is giving this kind of book to a second grader. Public indecency occurs when a person engages in sexual intercourse, exposes his or her private parts, or lewdly (laughs) fondles or caresses the body of another in a public place where he or she is likely to be observed by someone else. Wow. That's just making out. Respect for authority. Do I have to obey police officers? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I got to get your jingle for this. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. So this is, hey, slaves, listen up. Do I have to obey police officers? Yes. Police officers are charged with enforcing the law and protecting the safety of the public. You should always show respect for law enforcement officers. It is illegal to refuse to leave an area upon lawful command or to otherwise interfere with a governmental function. For example, interfering with the police officers or firemen while they are doing their duty. Wow. Just hear this in your head, kids. You will obey. You will obey. You will obey. What is a date rape drug? A date rape drug is a drug used by... Wait, 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 stop. This is for a second grader. Second grader, yes. It has like cartoons and everything, man. This is it's got like little chickens and cartoons and uh, there's no cartoon by this particular entry. A date rape drug is a drug used by an offender to make another person unconscious for the purpose of committing a crime such as a sexual assault or other sexual offense. These drugs may be colorless and odorless and can easily be put into someone's drink. Common date rape drugs So are- when the second grader's out at the bar. Well wait, but it's interesting. Common date rape drugs are GHB and ecstasy. I disagree. I think that is incorrect. I don't think ecstasy is a date rape drug. I don't think so either. But right under this, right under this, the next paragraph, is it okay to take prescription drugs? Yes. But <laughs> it's so disgusting. Yes. But it is legal only if it is prescribed. Sure, this wasn't like some sort of a, a, a gag, a, no, a prank. No, this no, this book is, didn't really exist. This is completely google it it's completely real i'm sure that i'm sure there's I, I didn't google it but i'm sure it's out there is it okay to take prescription drugs yes but it's legal only if it is prescribed for you by a doctor and is taken according to your doctor's directions it is illegal to take another person's prescription or to sell prescriptions such drugs may only be stored or carried in the original prescription container it is also illegal to change a prescription or to use a fake id to fill a prescription Okay. Do I have to go to school? You want to hear that one? Yes. 
Education is critically important to your development as a productive citizen. <laughs> I need to do that with giant voice. I'm sorry, that's not good enough. I need giant voice. Yes, education is critically important to your development as a productive citizen. Please go to school. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, Connecticut encourages you to not only graduate from high school, but to enter one of the many colleges within the state or to attend college outside the state. Doing so will increase your future earning capacity and improve your livelihood. <sighs> At the very least, it is your legal responsibility and that of your parents or guardians to see that you go to school full time from ages 5 to 18. This is great stuff. Internet safety. Our chat room safe. Listen up, chat room. This is for you. Our chat room safe. No, chat rooms are not safe places to be while online because you cannot. <laughs> Why? Because you cannot always be certain with whom you are chatting. A great and the problem with that is a great deal of negative things can result from chat rooms, such as <laughs> such as bullying. <laughs> Stalking, kidnapping, rape, and murder. <laughs> Wait a minute. Murder in the Wait. chat room is the name of my next novel. <sighs> Wait, it, uh, what was the song? Um, murder on the dance floor. Was it uh, uh, murder on the dance floor? Murder on the who did that song? Dance. Murder in the disco, wasn't it? Mur was it murder? I thought it was murder on the dance. Well, there's no is. Sophie Ellis, no, Sophie, Sophie Ellis Baxter. I knew I had it right. To murder, murder on the dance on floor. floor. Yeah. Um, so you go from bullying, stalking, kidnapping, rape, and murder. Not all that or instant messaging is bad, though. Ask your parents to help you find safe areas to communicate with your peers. But what if I get harassing emails or text messages? You should report any harassing emails or text messages to your parents, guardians, teachers, counselors, and anyone else who might be able to help you. These forms of harassing communication are commonly known as cyberbullying. In some situations, it may become necessary to notify the police. There she is. You better not kill the girl, DJ. DJ? Oh, I loved her. Damn, this was the jam. Remember this, John? It's a terrible song. Turn it off. It's a great song. This is Murder on the Dance Floor. Yeah, I know. I know what it is. No, well, sorry. It's a great song. No. It's a great... Yes, it is. It was a huge very, hit. Very, 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 very boring. Oh. Uh, what is cyberbullying? Cyberbullying involves the use of technology, email, text messaging, websites, cell phones, etc., to harass or annoy another person. Cyberbullying is a form of threatening or harassment and that falls under legal, under law CGS 53A-62, 53A-182B. What? Yeah, is that oh, yeah. doing it there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the little uh, seven, eight-year-old can do, oh, mom, a CG5, civil code <laughs> oh, 533. The, oh, by the way, every, every single uh, paragraph has its civil code listing underneath it in this whole booklet. Every single one. This booklet's worth a fortune as a collectible. What makes downloading music illegal? Well, let's slip that one in. It's And it's huge. It is against the law to download music, movies, or other media if you are violating its copyright. A copyright is the legal right granted to an author, composer, playwright, artist, or publisher to exclusive public... 
let's see if there's how many you skip. Under federal law, a person can be prosecuted for the criminal infringement of a copyright and be punished up to 10 years in prison and fined up to $50,000. Damn. I'm being harsh to the kids. Shut up, slave! Is it illegal to share games and software? Okay. Weapons, guns, and fireworks. Some of them... <laughs> chapter 4. Some of the most serious problems with violent crime in the United States is connected with guns and other deadly weapons. This chapter will define and explain some of the laws regarding handguns and other deadly weapons. You should be aware of these laws to protect yourself and others. Persons under 18 years of age cannot own a rifle, shotgun, BB, or pellet gun. You can't own a BB gun if you're under 18? Persons, when did that go into effect? When I was a little kid, everyone had a BB gun. Persons under 18 years of age cannot own a rifle, shotgun, BB, or pellet gun. P- pellet Is that like a, like a potato spud gun? No, no. A pellet gun is a, like, like a supercharged BB gun that shoots different kinds of little rounds. and little, It even has a, some of them will shoot a little thing with a feather on the back. It's, it, right. it shoots a pellet. The, the pellets are heavy, right. lead little. They're like a bullet. Oh, okay. Well, you can't, you can't have a, a BB gun. Huh. Well, this is de-ball the public. <laughs> Can't have a When I was a kid, we had most of, a lot of the kids had 22s. Wait a minute. Hold on. Can I own a slingshot? Well, it, it is legal this- for you to own a slingshot, but it's illegal for anyone to possess a weapon. Weapon means any BB gun, blackjack, metal or brass knuckles, any dirk knife, switch knife, any knife having an automatic spring release device by which a blade is released from the handle and having a blade of of over one and a half, one half inches in length, stiletto, any knife, the edge portion of the blade of which is four inches or over in length, any police baton or nightstick, any martial arts weapon, electronic defense weapon, or any other dangerously or deadly weapon or instrument. So the answer, no. You can't have a slingshot. <laughs> what happens if I bring a slingshot? This, this is crazy. It's just crazy. I want this. I, I agree. Uh, Stacy, I need I'm gonna send you my address. I want this thing. I want one too. Well the, I, don't, I don't think she only has one. Well, you can have that one. I'll somebody out there has got to have a copy of this. I mean, just have civics. This is a total collectible. I mean, why, back to that book we're reading about the Nazi state. Yeah, this, this is, is this it. is a little different the way it's being done, but this is the same thing. But this is for second graders. That's that's the thing that's so weird. No, Speaking- it's it's beyond ludicrous. So if you go to civicsfirst.org, uh, civicsfirstct.org. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Civicsfirstct.org for Connecticut. Let me see if that's the website. Uh, Advancing Democracy and Law Education in Connecticut. Play by the rules. Let's see if they have the booklet. Oh, uh, you can order. You can order them. Book order form. Civics First Inc. is pleased to announce the availability of the second edition of Play by the Rules. Uh oh. Award- the first edition. That's the valuable one. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, boy. If we can see, if only we can get our hands up. Maybe, maybe at Comic Con. If we're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Where's this? I'm looking at this page. I don't see anything about the book. Under Civics First? It says yeah. that under the, under the Civics First CT menu, the drop down, the little wedge. It play says, by the rules. Play by the rules. And there's a book order form. It's kind of lame they don't have any, like, pictures. Huh. Maybe there's a... The publication is free. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they'll be sending you out a box. 
New problem. The main focus of the books is laws for teenagers. Yeah, but it's given to a second-year-old, so... Second grader. However, there are portions that can also apply to younger students. There you go. Like date rape. I would like to point out before I uh, forget that uh, the the new No Agenda CD is out, which you can find at noagendacd.com. Title of uh, this month's CD is You Had Me at Conspiracy. And you can you can download all the MP- the MP3s are great just by themselves just to hand those out just to, they're quick short you can email it to someone like here check this out it's how you propagate the formula um, but you can download the entire uh, CD file along with the artwork at noagendacd.com uh, which is a sanctioned program our book club I have uh, three books see uh, Mike in Kansas City and in the chat room, uh, says he just finished reading Dirty Wars by Jeremy Scahill. Yeah, I would say okay on that. And uh, he he says this completely fits in with the whole JSOC and do whatever they want, CIA can't thing that we were talking about. He says this is a very good book. Uh, no Agenda Books, our, our book club, is it called Book Club? What is, it, what is the, have you seen that thing? Yeah. It's a it's beautiful. Got a lot of books si- on it. It's got a beautiful. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a beautiful it's, site. It's a well done site. No, no agenda book club. I would recommend putting on Hitlerland. Hitlerland. Oh, this is good. Who who wrote Hitlerland? I don't know who wrote it, but there's only one out there, <laughs> and it is uh, similar to the book we're re- finishing up right now, which is the uh, Eric Larson, uh, the uh, Garden of the Beasts. Yeah, Garden of the Beasts. Also suggested um, the Gulag Archipelago. Archipelago. <laughs> Archi- By Solzhenitsyn? Archipelago. Yes, Solzhenitsyn. Yeah, I read that. Is that a good book? Yeah, it's good. It's fiction, though. Well, it's not really fiction, but it is fiction. It was it kind of like Animal Farm, was my idea. No, 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 no. This is just a good... Solzhenitsyn is just a great Russian novelist. You know, just typical Russian de- book that depresses the reader. A quote from the book. And how we burned in the camps later, thinking... What would things have been like if every security operative, when he went out at night to make an arrest, had been uncertain whether he would return alive and had to say goodbye to his family? Or if during periods of mass protest, as for example in Leningrad, they had arrested a quarter of the entire city, people had not simply sat there in their lairs, paling with terror at every bang at the downstairs door and at every step on the staircase, but had understood they had nothing left to lose and boldly set up in the downstairs hall an ambush of half a dozen people with axes, hammers, pokers, or whatever else was at hand, the organs would very quickly have suffered a shortage of officers and transport, and notwithstanding all of Stalin's thirsts, the cursed machine would have grounded to a halt. If, if we didn't love freedom enough, and even more if we had no awareness of the real situation... We purely and simply deserved everything that happened afterward. You've done a great job of unselling that one. Really? Uh, yeah, it seems it's a it's a it's it's heavy. It's I, I wouldn't put. I mean, it's yeah, it's a good. It's definitely a book I wouldn't uh, veto. How about parallels? Uh, parallels. Leonard Paykoff. That rings a bell. I don't know that. It's actually the ominous, the om, ominous parallel. Sorry, the ominous parallels. Oh, that might be good. This is uh, released in nineteen eighty three, written by Leonard Pykoff, who was, according to the Book of Knowledge, designated by the philosopher Ayn Rand as heir to oh, her estate. Oh, brother, I better take a look at this. <laughs> Yay! Atlas Shrugs. By Ayn Rand. Before we wrap up, 
before we wrap up too much, I want to get this the Maryland law thing out of the way with a couple of clips, and one of them is just make your hair stand on end. As most of our listeners know, if they've been following this, uh, there was a Supreme Court decision that had a weird outcome. Or Maryland, which is a state we've bitched about in the past because it's, you can't use a camera, you can't take a picture. Right. If you remember from a couple of years ago. Yes. So they passed the, they, they swapped some poor guy after they arrested him because it's a routine in Maryland to swab the cheek of everyone they pull over. And then they ran a, uh, an analysis and found that he was a, probably a rapist like six years earlier. So they used the DNA to capture a, or finish a cold right. case. Right. They took it to court because it's like a violation. Some people say Scalia was one of them. Right. Uh, and in fact, the only real argument, even though Maryland did win this, this uh, appeal in the Supreme Court, their real argument was that it helps us catch criminals. And Judge Scalia was not too happy about this sort of thinking. But unfortunately, the rest of the conservatives who aren't that conservative it seems to me if they go along with this uh, i mean this is typical uh play the maryland law about dna this is a little back and forth in the court mr chief justice and may it please the court since 2009 when maryland began to collect dna samples from arrestees charged with violent crimes and burglary there have been 225 matches 75 prosecutions and 42 convictions including that of respondent king well it's really good i'll bet you if you conducted a lot of unreasonable searches and seizures you'd get more convictions too that proves absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's telling it like it is. Yeah. But they're saying, well, you know, it's only for this and it's only for that. But then when you hear the the head of the Victims' Rights uh, Coalition uh, on Democracy Now! And they and these idiots on Democracy Now! And I'm pointing at Amy Goodman. When they hear something like this, the, the fact that they don't call it out, and all you have to do is listen to this woman defend the Maryland decision and the, or the Supreme Court decision about Maryland's use of the of the swab. Just listen carefully. And this is the future of all this. And it's like, what are you saying? Decision, tell us why. We do support the decision. And the reason for it is that so many lives are going to be saved. If we can know ahead of time before somebody's going to commit a grievous act um, who a person is through their DNA by their DNA being in the system and the arrest allows us to have that in the system we can a find cold cases that haven't been solved and B prevent other heinous crimes from happening like murder and rape um, so we do support the decision um, we also support that it be that when other states take this up and the states that are currently doing DNA on the rest, that they do it in an ethical way that provides the best evidence that we can we can get and um, the, the, the most definitive evidence that we can get. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Before it's a crime, it's pre-crime. Nice. Nice. Nicely done. See, Kyle. Is that unbelievable? Well, unfortunately, no, it doesn't surprise me at all. No, it doesn't surprise me when I heard it, but I just said, there we go. Now, this is, is where we're getting. Now, is this, this is what's happening. Is this Idiots case, to think that, sorry? I was going to say, is this case not the same one where the Supreme Court, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm confused, has said it's okay for police, or maybe it's the same thing? No. Well, it's okay for just... No, for for no for police to go. So a crime happened, 
They come they come to the crime scene and say, hey, everyone give me your DNA. No, this is not that. But this is, ha- guys this, this are, is happening, this is too. A, yeah, no, there's all this stuff stuff because they're trying to get DNA, even though there's absolutely no indicators in the, your in your gene, genetic structure that would mean you're going to murder someone. Well, hold on. That's, that's been disproven. Oh, oh hold on, times. hold on. I have it right here from ScienceDaily.com. And you know, John, I don't have to tell you, do you? Yeah. Hello, play. Yes. It's not playing. My shit's broken. Shut up already. Science. Blood vessels in the eye linked with IQ and cognitive function in Science Daily. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. I see that eyeball, kid. <laughs> yeah. It's researchers show, research shows that younger people who, have low, who score low on intelligence tests, such as IQ, tend to be at higher risk for poorer health and shorter lifespan. So they've discovered that there is a direct correlation between the the size of your retina and your IQ. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's science. It's science, John. Science, science. It's science. Don't 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 deny it. Don't be the science is in. Science. So you're gonna have your retinal scan when you get on the bus or off the school bus, as we discussed. And at the same, oh, oh boy! Oh, you gotta uh, stay back at grade. <laughs> hey, I just thank you, chat room. But I've been sleeping. I just sent, I sent you an email, you a link to the PDF for the play by the rules. Just open it. Just open it, man. Okay, hold on. It, and look at the douchebags who are in charge of this: Chief Justice Chase Rogers, Susan Bizewick, which Secretary of State, and. The chief state attorney, who looks like a pedo bear if I've ever seen one, and Connie Robin, who is the American Robin, the Connecticut State Rockin Bird. Robin. He's the Connecticut State Bird. He's Rockin the Robin. He's the little. This thing takes forever to download. Really, I got it pretty quick. Well, I'm in Austin. It's just like it seems to have jammed here at about twenty five percent. No, really, no, yeah, I got so let's. I got a, a show uh, closer. Well, I got a couple too, but okay. Whatever I you want, want you to. We haven't had Reverend Manning on for a while. Oh, okay. Well, then let me play mine because nothing can beat the good Reverend. No, especially the second clip. <laughs> you have two. Oh yeah, I see. Well, there's I one. That, this yeah. is from a long segment. I got part of one, and then the second one where he goes nuts okay. is the one we want. Well, let me. Do you mind? Uh, let me see. No, go ahead. I'm well, actually downloading. I was gonna. Well, I can play either. Here's the choices. You get a choice. Well, first, here's the correct pronunciation of Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. <laughs> oh, God. That's one of our producers. He said it's not Al Qaeda. That's completely wrong. It's Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. Do it. Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. No, Al That's you sound like Al Qaeda. No, Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. And Hezbollah. Hezbollah. All right, we got those. You can choose. We have uh, Bashir goes off the rails, or Brolf and Rohrbacher shill for homegrown terrorism. Oh my God, this book is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> What is this with a bird that plays baseball? That is that's okay. Connie the Robin. Up. That's the okay. Robin. Give me the choices again, because I was like my my jaw hit the floor when you were talking. <laughs> Your choices are Bashir goes off the rails, or Brolf and Rohrbacher shill for homegrown terrorists who are inspired. Are these both short? 
Um, Bashir. Play it both. We'll, we'll just stretch the show. Despite the complete lack of any evidence linking the president to the targeting of Tea Party groups, Republicans are using it as their latest weapon in the war against the black man in the White House. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. You want more? Do you want more? Foul. Foul. <laughs> Out of bounds. Do you want more? Can you handle it? Is it going to hurt? It's going to hurt, but I'll take it. Someone needs to be prosecuted. Thank you, Senator. And that goes all the way to the White House. This is arrogance. This is big government cronyism. Do you have any evidence that the President of the United States directed what you call a culture of intimidation at the IRS to target political opponents? I don't think we know what the facts are. All but that I can hasn't stopped you, you from, from accusing. There isn't a weekend that hasn't gone by that someone says to me, why aren't you impeaching the president? This strategy is nothing new, and it was explained way back in 1981 by Lee Atwater, who was Bush 41's chief strategist. In a tape recording, Mr. Atwater revealed how Republicans evolve their language to achieve the same purpose. He said... You start out in 1954 by saying N-word, N-word, N-word. By 1968, you can't say N-word, that hurts you, backfires. So you say stuff like forced busing, states' rights, and all that stuff, and you're getting so abstract. Now you're talking about cutting taxes. We want to cut this is much more abstract than even the busing thing, and of a hell of a lot more abstract than N-word, N-word. So this afternoon, we welcome the latest phrase in the lexicon of Republican attacks on this president, the IRS. Three letters that sound so innocent, but we know what you mean. <laughs> is this guy insane? Yeah, of course he's. You know that he is my age? Well, he looks like he's 10 years older than you and halfway, well, he looks like he's 60. He looks like my age. And does this guy have a green card? I'm telling you, this guy, well, he's the guy who's nothing, one of the guys doesn't like the Constitution. He's the one who railroaded Michael Jackson. He's a real bad That's actor. Uh, you're right. He, oh, that is the guy. who. That's how he got his start. Yeah, he got his reputation by... by he's, right. He's basically he's, going on TV and said, you're a pedophile, you sleep with boys. It's basically it. And, and he's the guy. Right. And he also, he was like a, he was like a, an entertainment reporter. He did. Uh, yeah. Right. Princess exactly. He was Diana. an entertainment reporter. We haven't now forgotten. Now he's an expert on politics. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's an expert on douchebaggery. Yes, that's for sure. Wow. All right. So then uh, here's my second clip. <laughs> my second clip is Brolf. And what we're learning, or what do we know, or something Congressman, like you met with Russian intelligence officials. First of all, give us your reaction to what we just heard in Phil Black's report about this phone conversation between Jahar Sarnayev and his mother in Dagestan. So I cut out the, uh, the whole piece where uh, Jahar called his mom, and, and, she, and so they're in Dagestan. They have video of her with her iPhone. Interesting. Dagestan, big iPhone market for Apple up there, and <laughs> so I guess they're in Dagestan. And this, she's interesting. This mom, whoever she is, and she then goes in this whole spiel about, of course, she's a good Muslim. I have to pray to Allah five times a day. We're good Muslims, and just for no apparent reason, either she goes into it or it was cut that way, which is probably more likely. But she could be an actor as well. 
and the whole thing is very weird. I, I left that out because it was just it was too long. But here is the response from Rohrbacher. Well, it certainly confirms for us uh, that we're dealing with a radical Islamic terrorist situation. Uh, these people are obviously fanatics, uh, uh, Muslim fanatics, and the fact that uh, uh, the, she wants her son to be strong and has to bring up uh, uh, the Koran uh, in a situation where uh, three Americans are dead and hundreds of innocent people whose lives have been shattered by her by what her son is accused of doing. The fact that she would talk about the Koran uh, shows you just uh, how fanatical a family uh, these two terrorist young men came from. But did you get any evidence from Russian intelligence or other sources that uh, they were part of some sort of organized terror operation or were they acting individually maybe inspired by uh, by by some sort of uh, f a fundamentalist thought if you will uh, i think it's more the latter but let, let us just note that uh we have there is much of a threat of radical islamic terrorism coming from young people like this uh, as there is coming from Al-Qaeda or some uh, Saudi-financed uh, terrorist network someplace. <laughs> uh, the fact is, this is a threat to all of our lives, our families, and our children. In Russia, what we were there to do was to point out and to, to learn from them uh, how they are coping with this and try to find out how we can expand the arena of cooperation between Russia and the United States in dealing with the radical Islamic terrorist threat, which is taking the lives of both of our people. But it's clear that we need to change the relationship to expand the, the areas of cooperation between Russian and American officials. Uh, for example, when, these pe when this family uh, immigrated into the United States and other families that are immigrating to the United States now from that region, we don't have an input uh, to, to, from the Russian government to suggest whether or not these are radically oh, people associated yeah. with radical Islam or not. That that would be something. You just talked over it. Oh, well, this is killing me. The first thing he had with Bashir was so funny, and this thing this is just Rohrbach. The guy's a raging boar yakking away. So, well, okay. All right. No, I agree. But it, there was a punchline. Oh, what was it? Just tell me. Uh, he says you're just as likely to get killed, slaughtered by a radical Islamist here at home. Oh, but the man. the thing that I but the whole thing is scripted, and that's what I wanted. But you're right; it was boring. What I wanted to point out was at one point he says the, <clears throat> it's the uh, he says the arena of cooperation, and then he says the area of cooperation because he he misreads the prompter. Uh, was he in a situation where he could have a prompter? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's where I would kept him yakking high, away from Highly produced piece. No, you're right. I'm sorry. That was a couple minutes of your life. You'll never get back again, my fault. I never, well, I don't use that line, but I will now. Uh, so let's <laughs> we'll move on to the why never boring. Why don't you use that line? Because <laughs> you use this. your line. You use it all the time. Because well, uh, you bore me all the time. Is that what you're I saying? Do. Ma Ma Manning has uh, <laughs> got this new theory. Uh, that 
they're going to run Romney again. Now, you have to remember, Manning caught this last election nail that he's he's really actually pretty accurate as a, an analyst. Mm-hmm. And he's got this theory about Jeb Bush only. And I, I cut most of this out, but here's kind of you can hear it again. Jeb Bush is being run just to take Rubio out of the picture because Rubio's got to go. And we start with this little kind of analysis piece here, uh, which is Manning on Rubio. Because that's a ridiculous idea as well. It was ridiculous. I mean, I like Herman Cain, but it was ridiculous to run a black man against a black man. It was crazy as hell. I mean, what, what, what are you talking about? It just looks stupid. It looks racist. It looks crazy. Herman Cain against Obama. I mean, what on earth could the Republican Party ever be thinking about? We like Herman Cain. It was stupid. So to get him out of That's all I got on your clip. Wow. Yeah, you well, fucked. I screwed that one up. Yeah, but, but anyway, I gave you the background. And meanwhile, he, he takes off. This better be here. Uh, it's uh, a minute, he, a minute fifty three. Does that sound? Yeah, right? that's got to be yeah. right. So this is Manning going on. He's got this theory that the Republicans are running uh, Bush to get rid of Rubio, and then the, then then he has his thesis about how the winner is going. The guy who's setting himself up because he's been showing up on a lot of talk shows. He says is Romney's going to run again, which by the way, in American history, happens a lot. The GOP does not deserve to have any power. If you are too afraid of the consequences of standing up and defending this Constitution against whatever comes, but you're defending the Constitution, we've got a man that's sitting in the White House now who is constitutionally ineligible, and every damn body in America knows it. (laughs) Everybody knows it. But yet you, Mitt Romney, you, Rince Priebus, you, Fox News, became conspirators, co-conspirators. And the reason why you let him get away with it is because you're afraid of black people. You're afraid of the backlash. Any man who is too afraid to stand up and to defend the Constitution of this nation does not deserve to be the president of America, and your party does not deserve to have any power. So go someplace and shoot yourself. <laughs> You've allowed this to take place. You've allowed our Constitution to be trampled on. And you, are, you say you're afraid of black people. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> it means that the man that should be the president of America ought to be the man that's willing to defend this nation against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. Amen. Whether it be black people jumping up and down in Chicago or South Central Los Angeles or whether it be these freaks on these talk shows like MSNBC crying foul when somebody says the birth certificate, which is a legitimate issue. Amen. If you're too afraid of that, then you don't deserve to defend or lead this great nation. Go to hell, Mitt Romney. Go to hell, the GOP party. Go to hell, Fox News. Go to hell, Dick Marsh. Go to hell, Carl Rowe. You don't deserve any power. Guess that's that. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I don't think I can do a show anymore. I got nothing against this guy. This guy is, this, he's fantastic. I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. Go ahead now and whoop the dunghead media. <laughs> I love this guy. We got to talk about that. Wow. Yep. Let me, um, just as we close here, should the president... I couldn't really find an answer easily this morning. If the president no longer can serve or no longer wants to serve, 
then the vice president, there's a succession. I was, it was easy to find. The vice president can become the acting president. Does the vice, the then acting president, no. You, no. you know what my question is? Yeah. What's the question? Well, you say if the vice president gets moved up, does the, does the uh, next layer go up a notch? That's not, that wasn't my question. Well, that's a good question. Well, my question is, <laughs> that is kind of the question. The question was, does the president get to choose who the new vice president is? No. Really? I, just, we are, just operate without a vice president for a while. Are you very sure about that? I'm pretty sure of it. I don't know if that's correct. You don't so, need a vice president. Here, well, hmm, but here would be my scenario. So my scenario that... President Obama, let's just say we're evil, okay? Let's just for one second, we're evil. We're the Clintons, for example. And, you know, and we're evil because that's what the Clintons are. And we want to get into the White House as smoothly as possible. What if the president takes his $100 million or any other way? That would probably be the easiest to get him out from. I quit. I'm, you know, I'm done. I'm like Michelle. Well, if you I don't want, want to spend me, more time with the family. It, well, yeah, but it's me. Well, if you don't like the way I'm, I'm if you keep heckling me, I'm not going to be the president anymore. <laughs> okay, and I and and Michelle agrees, right? Right, honey. Right, that's right. Like Manning, and then they take their ball and they go home to Chicago, or you know, serious illness, rash, whatever, or worse, God forbid. Joe Biden, who seems like he's in on this idea already, he'll be like, yeah. Three years of the top job. Um, this would be, be awesome. Why would he not then, by presidential order, executive order or otherwise, say, you know what? We need the best damn team that this country can provide. Hillary, would you step up? And she'd be in. And then come election time, Joe retires with grace. He's been president, which he wanted to do. He didn't have to fight, didn't have to run that whole thing. Hillary comes and he retires, goes off to the sunset, hookers and blow for Joe. Hillary runs for president. Yeah. What do you think? I like the idea. But I don't think it's legal. Although. I don't know if it's. Why? I mean, we don't. We choose. Why Why not? Let's see. What happened with Lyndon Johnson? Did he? So he a- he swore. He, he swore. Uh, was sworn in on the plane. With Jack, yeah. with Jackie there, by the way. Yeah, I know. It was disgusting. Oh, yeah. And she was all looking all hot as the hot widow. Well, she didn't look that hot, but... Oh, I thought she looked pretty hot. <laughs> she looked like she was in... Yeah, she was in mourning, actually. Mm. Okay, let's see. Johnson. LBJ. You know what? Lyndon Johnson was born in 19... Oh, no. No. Okay. You, know, he, you know he was from Austin? That wouldn't surprise me. I yeah, was, well, he set. You know, he. Did you know that he set up our national treasure, NPR? That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, the first station, uh, KLG, KLBJ. Yeah. So he got bumped up, and then the vice president. There was none forever, but he could have. No, chosen. then when he ran for election, then when he, the next cycle came around, he ran for president in '64. But would it have been illegal for him? I mean, we need a vice president, don't we? No, what do you need him for? It's just to take the job of the president in case something happens to the president. Well, yes. Well, it's not going to happen two times in a row. No one's figuring that. Are they going to drop like flies? No, but no, but the whole idea is to no, have- I know what you're I thinking, and I think it's a really – would be slick. But it would be – well, it would be slick, but it's – no, I don't think you can do that. I mean, I, I, I – 
have to you'd have to ask somebody what about an executive order that's the way you're suggesting yeah, yes exactly, exactly so by executive order i assign someone to be the vice president which is an elective office don't think so is well okay. now with that said i have to say governors can replace senators uh, chris christie just did that to lautenberg right so you put the guy in there and then he gets to run or not run um uh, it's never been done. Let's put it that way. Ah, it probably ah. would look pretty true. It would look pretty sneaky. It might actually hurt Hillary's chances if that happened. Oh, okay. Because yeah, it, it would go like the public, it does have a, a collective unconscious uh, or subconscious, and they would go, wait a minute. No, they would not. They yes. would. Oh, they would not. Oh, John, please. Oh, please. But I think that, in this case, it would oh, be no. too oh, ridiculous. No. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, Wait no, no. a minute. No way. What's no way. What's doing there? No way. They'll be, they'll be so happy. We've got the dream team. We've got Joe and no, Hillary. I, know you, I, I like your idea of how to sell it. Yeah. Not denying that. I'm gonna, I'll give you that. I'll give you the whole <laughs> thing. But it's never been done, and I think if it was done, it would be all of a sudden, it would be draw so much attention, I think it would hurt Hillary. She doesn't need this bullshit. She can she can win on her own, especially if they're going to run Romney again. Yeah, but this dude, this is what I'm saying. The whole oh no no no. Well, anyway, this is my idea. I think we're being set up for it. I think maybe this is part of the heckling. Like, all right, we're just. I'm not. Go, oh, no, I'm not no, taking no. this well. <laughs> oh, this is no. You're on something now. You should get some Adderall. <laughs> no way. If you keep oh, heckling me, heckle, I quit. If you, I keep, quit. if you keep heckling me, Muslims might uh, riot. Wait a minute. That was the other script. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> I quit. I'm heckled. <laughs> okay. Well, you watch. Well, if you don't want me to run the country, then I won't. <laughs> It'll be some version of that. Hey, I called the Pope. I'm telling you, this is gonna this is the, this Benghazi thing is still steaming away. Although the mainstream media refuses to discuss this latest thing. Ah, from the Twenty Fifth Amendment, Section Two. Whenever there is a vacancy in the office of the Vice President, the President shall nominate a Vice President who shall take office upon confirmation by a majority vote of both houses of Congress. Ah, there you go. Thank you. Or, or Corpheus. And you think that they would let, they, you think the Democrat ruled uh, House of Representatives would approve Hillary? Yes. Ha! She's a Democrat. The Democrats don't own the House, they only own the Senate. Yeah, but, oh, both the, houses. Oh, they'll both let her in. They love her. No, no, no. They, they hate her. The Clintons are dangerous, dude. They're telling you they don't, they don't like her. All right. That's irrelevant. Because one thing's for sure, on Sunday, which will be 69, we'll be back here with another episode of the best podcast in the universe to discuss this and many more pressing issues. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And uh, in the morning, from Northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back on Sunday right here on No Agenda. Dvorak.org slash N-A